Like it's very easy just to log in. Just uh, yeah. Little, I just last time break. traumatized me because it just kept kicking me out. Yeah, no, you had really bad luck at first. I had no idea what's going on. It was because of you, man. I think so. I think so. Yeah, man. Oh God, oh. what's this here? All right, let's do it live. Here we go. Here you guys. Let me make sure that this is in performance mode or whatever they added for the PS5. Uh, for God of War. Yeah, you might as well just go with the uh, frame rate mode because it's essentially going to look the same. Although it is quite stupendous. Audio the all the screen. way down. I will say that. Yeah. Everything will be down. Muted. And let me know, let us know how that right. audio sounding. You sound crispy, golden, and delicious, just like the uh, apples that fall from the tree, Walt. Uh, 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 <laughs> 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 That's all good, and I just need to salt to talk, and we're good to go. <laughs> yeah. Right. How's my voice? <laughs> oh. Let me, let me check voice. real quick. Let me check real quick. Right. How is my voice? Mm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh, man. By the way, for those looking at my gameplay, uh, uh, minor spoilers, because you will see some pretty good uh, armor army, and the Leviathan is fully upgraded, so you're going to just see magnificence. And Kratos' face clipping through the armor <laughs> so you sound mm, berry white smooth velvety chocolate golden hey yo why you from willy wonka going to the chocolate Woo! factory you know what i'm saying <laughs> why are you saying Bro, chocolate I was, I was watching this um this basketball player that i that i follow on instagram and he was like at a party or something like that and he was with a friend, and his friend was eating a hot dog. In <laughs> the moment that he put the hot dog in his mouth and and took a bite off of it, the basketball player he screamed. He was like, "Whoa!" <laughs> <laughs> hey, that double glizzy, the gl glizzy gobbler. <laughs> That's like that vine where the dude is gonna. <laughs> It's gonna eat the, the hot dog, and when he puts it in his mouth, you just hear the echo go, gay, 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 gay. <laughs> He's like, no, I promise, no. I'm not. I don't gobble them on a daily. Well, maybe. <laughs> it gets so serious, well, maybe. Maybe. I mean, hell. Let's see. Join in the chat. Hey, yo. And let's talk. Nintendo, or definitely Nintendo, that's for sure. Wow, is it, everyone's still talking about Nintendo Direct. Yeah, man. It, it, it was a good People direct. are that mad. <laughs> man, people can... Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. Let's see, Tokyo Games Show and more. Okay, cool. It's like everyone expects to like just mainline always. All right, you guys ready? Yes, sir. Yeah. Okay. Guys, welcome to the 76th episode of the DualShock and Sense podcast. I'm your host, Soul, 
connoisseur of anime waifus joined as always by my two co-hosts we have walt how you doing man how's it going y'all uh in light of this week uh i'm going back to one title that i had in the beginning of this podcast and it is the the patriarch walter of the yakuza and we will we will talk about it later on the podcast because golly this this week is, is a scrumptious if you like glizzy you better be gobbling but yeah, we're doing good. Jesus, <laughs> I do not. I do yes, not sir. Approve, I do not approve of that message. <laughs> Macho um, does. <laughs> majority vote. Majority oh, vote. Oh man. Um, and we also got Macho here. How you doing, man? How's it going, everybody? It's the King of Kingdom Hearts and the Final Fantasy fanatic back at it again. Yesterday was a successful uh, Final Fantasy Friday stream, streaming one of the best games of all time, Final Fantasy X. It was great. Um, it was a stressful week, fam, dude. Having a puppy is probably one of like the worst but best experiences you ever have in your life. I swear to God. Uh, yep, I agree. <laughs> oh, my God, dude, this dude's have been he's been peeing everywhere. He's going nuts. He, he goes crazy sometimes. He has this eccentric playfulness to him that's just like he's just zooming around the house. When you call it zoomies now. Um, yeah, that's but, what it's called officially. Yeah. <laughs> but, but for some reason, uh, the last couple of days, I think I don't know. He got like a behavior check. We can't put him in the crate, so I think he's good now. He's been a uh, it's been a perfect puppy, and uh, it's been super rewarding and fun. But man, uh, rough start to the week. But I'm so glad that we're here in this podcast. That it was a great end of the week. We had so many awesome announcements. So, yes, sir, yes, sir, it was it was a great fucking week, man. Um, you know, it was it was uh, it was looking dark there for a little bit. You know, uh, yeah, we had summer go through with all of these uh, nothing uh, showcases, and then just recently we had, you know, Disney and Marvel and Ubisoft stink up the joint, and then we have Sony and Nintendo come through, and they're like, let's let's show everyone how it's done. So yeah, it, yes, was, it was a great week. Gotta say, um, the summer was carried by Nintendo with, for me at least, Live Alive and Xenoblade. Like, that's what carried for me the summer. Anything else just was kind of whatever. Um, so yeah, we are going to get started by talking about the games that we have been playing uh, this past week. Um, I can jump in here really quick and say, uh, I boys, I uh, <laughs> I rage quit on destruction or destroy all humans too. Whoa! What? <laughs> I thought you said destruction all stars. Yeah, I was like, like, still he, playing that game? He succumbed. <laughs> um, literally on the last boss. What? So, yeah, like literally, <laughs> as soon as I beat that boss, I would have been, I would have rolled credits. So, <laughs> yep, I, it's um, it's a, it's a fucking giant boss that just takes way too long to actually do any damage because like, the thing is that he wears a bunch of armor, so you have to fucking fire at him for a long, long time to break off that armor, and then once it's broken off, then you could do damage on him. Ugh. And my major thing was that like. He has this one laser move that's like he shoots out this laser and he can like drag it across like the entire screen. So like you have to you know you have to like run away from it basically. But the thing is that it's it wants to be it thinks it's returnal so bad, but it's not, bro. Like Damn. you don't have you don't have <laughs> Celine's movement that makes it like super easy to dodge those kinds of things. Um yeah, you just you're just not equipped to dodge stuff like that. And then as the battle progresses, the the it does that shit where the arena kind of shrinks, so you have like a smaller sort of uh, 
like playground to, to mess around with against the boss because it's, there's like some gas shit and it keeps like kind of growing on the outer rim of the battlefield so you have to like so it basically like shrinks the entire arena because you have to stick closer to to the the boss to kind of avoid the gas um and then wall remember how we were talking about that one dragon in elven ring where it's just too visually busy with like all the lightning and shit that's coming at you yeah parsis hex or parsis hex whatever yeah um or i think it's four to, four to sacks or it's, four yeah, to sacks. It's one of, one of the sacks yeah um <laughs> it's 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 like it's basically like that with this boss because on top of his red laser that he can do there's yeah. fucking green lasers that shoot from the fucking sky like he can shoot down like five at a time so like you're and they stay on the battlefield for a while so you're you have to dodge that alongside the bright ass red laser and then the gas that's like uh, slowly closing in on you as well. There's just a bunch of shit happening visually. It's like Returnal. Just like, I can't, it's, it's just like, but even with Returnal, like, I always knew, I always felt like I knew what was happening. Or, like, right. where my enemies were. And with this boss, like, I could, I just could never tell where he was. And on top of all of this, there's also enemies that come at you at the same time. So, Damn. yeah, it, it was just a lot, and, and I only fought him maybe, like, five times, but, like, four out of those five times, I brought his health down to, like, literally, like, I'll say maybe 20%, and I right. die, like, right, and it's just absolutely heartbreaking, because that boss takes such a long time, um, and then the thing that kills me is that, uh, Crypto Shield takes fucking forever to, to, uh, to, like, reload or whatever, um so i could literally be at like one percent health and you're there for like a good i don't know like 45 seconds before it starts to like slowly build back up and then if you get hit again it's like it immediately stops the regeneration so yeah it, i don't know it was it was a mess i hated it um and yeah i immediately just deleted it off my hard drive so damn <laughs> yeah so you didn't beat it nope Nope, I'm good. I got I got Man. my good 25 <laughs> hours out of it or so or whatever. I had a good time with that game on until the last mission. The last mission in general just sucks ass. Um, I I so. guess that's that that's what happened with me in Returnal. I, I I struggled so much with that last section and the water area. I yeah. I be, I became so incredibly furious. I was like I I did the best boss. The best boss was done. Which is the the one in the in the tower? What's his name? Uh, the plays the organ. Yeah, Hyperion. I did that. I had a blast with this game. I know the story. The music is there. I, I I'm satisfied. I do not need to prove anything to anyone. I don't care if Soul died like two times. I don't care. I am <laughs> I am done. I am frustrated. I I'm gonna hate my PS5 Watch if I mouth. keep playing this. Hey hey, you get back in your hole. But you know. <laughs> it, it, I I ain't touching that with the ten, ten foot pole in, until like next year maybe when when I'm I feel ready again to fight the final boss or whatever. But hey, destruction. Uh, what's it called? Uh, destroy all humans. Walked so that Returnal could run. You know, maybe that's uh, so. that's what, what's what happened. Um, yeah. <laughs> it's just direct inspiration from. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, besides that, really really enjoyed uh, that game. Just. All all the locations are are so fun to go through. Uh, uh, going to Japan and and Russia, the moon again. I really really love that level. Um, but yeah, uh, fun game aside from from the ending. 
Um, mm. I just started uh, maybe like I don't know, like two days ago. I just started Titanfall two. Uh, for whatever reason, I had like a like an uh, an itch to play a first person shooter because like I feel like I haven't played one in a really long time. That's a good um, one too. Yeah, I heard that this has like one of the best campaigns. Uh, like ever in a first-person shooter, so yeah, just picked it up, and it's really fun. I I love, as you guys know, I really love movement-based, you know, systems. So yeah, this is you combine that with like pretty damn good shooting, and it's just like a match made in heaven. So yeah, I'm having a blast with Titanfall 2 so far, um, but that's what I've been doing this week. What about you guys? You should cut out my because you. You want me to go? Yeah, you know, no. You're always talking you, you Disney get... and Final Fantasy. I mean, you got a beefy one uh, to talk about, too. I know that. But, um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's been kind of more or less the same. Uh, a little bit of Disney Dreamlight Valley, a little bit more multiverses, and then 14. Um, just helping my friend get through uh, the last, I think the last post patches for um, A Realm Reborn so she can get to Heaven Sword. Because I've just been kind of hyping it up for, like, yeah, all the story's going to be amazing. It's going to be great. She's like, oh, I want to get to it. I'm just like, all right, let's get to it. Let's do it. But then again, I haven't been playing it, so um, because I've been playing other stuff. But also, I've been diving more into Xenoblade Chronicles Three. I got to Chapter Five last night after a crazy story twist that I just did not see coming. Um, there's like one very obvious, like quote unquote, twist with the game that anybody with two. Uh, well, let me not say that. Anybody with um, some common sense. Um, two eyes? Is that what you're gonna no, say? No, 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 I didn't say that. Yeah, Anybody yeah. with common sense can that can see like what this character is and who this character is, but there's like another really cool twist at the end of chapter four. I was like, oh okay, this just elevated it. So I'm looking forward to playing that more of today. Uh really for the weekend too. I wanna try and finish before I go to my honeymoon. And uh I think that's just about it really. I've just been kind of lining up different shows to been trying to watch House of the Dragon, haven't caught up. Uh, I want to watch Cyberpunk Edge Runners and have not watched it yet, and I still need to watch Lord of the Ring, Lord of the Rings, Rings of Power. So, I'm kind of behind a, on a couple stuff, but I'm just gonna try to finish Xenoblade Chronicles 3. That's the main focus before going to Hawaii, and uh, that's just about it, really. Like that's kind of all I really I got. Um, other mm-hmm. than playing a little bit of Final Fantasy X yesterday, which was a really fun stream, a definitely streamer to go back to every now and then, um, or at least a gamer to go back to every now and then, just to kind of knock that out and and play some more Final Fantasy games, but yeah, that's about it on my end, really. Nothing really too much for me to dive, in, dive, dive into. It was a lot more of just trying to take care of the puppy this this week, so. Nice, nice. What about you, Walt? So this week, compared to others, it was beefier for me in terms of gameplay and, and movies and shows. So for games, I finally finished uh, Live Alive, and... Nice. Man... What an ending! When it like Live Alive, sole premise is you know you have multiple characters and they they all like uh, merge up in the end or whatever. That final chapter, man, that, that's a that's that's a feat. That that was epic. That there, there's it's we, been a we, while. I think, I think we could I think we could talk about spoilers because we can? yeah, I think we can. It's just because it's already been out, and then uh, the one person that I would think about we get to worry about for spoilers would have been Flame, but he already finished it because he reviewed it, so. Okay. So spoilers for Live Alive. Yeah. So the whole thing with the ending is not only do your characters meet up at the end, but what the reason for it is because once you finish all the main chapters, there's an extra chapter that unlocks called the Middle Ages, which is you you don't know until you beat all the all the chapters. So 
what happens is the main character of this chapter of the Middle Ages becomes the villain of said chapter. And by becoming the villain of said chapter, essentially absorbs what is, I think, the strongest form of any villain of any chapter. Because in all the other chapters, you had a cowboy outlaw, you had a like a, a martial art artist become, uh, becoming rogue, you had a uh, crime lord in a, like a political uh, era. But in this case, it's just it's like the incarnation of hate. It's literally just a dark demon lord and essentially that character absorbs him and becomes him because he's been treated like shit he's been betrayed he lost the person he loves uh, through manipulation it's a twist uh, through every turn and by the end of that chapter you get thrown back to the main title screen and then whatever other character you choose it says there's a question marks you don't know what's going to happen right now uh, you, it just tells you to choose a, a character. Whatever character you choose, that's going to be your party leader through the end chapter, through the entire final chapter. And then you're able to recruit every other character that you've used up until that point. My preferred choice was, of course, Lei Kugo, uh, which is the, the only female protagonist in the game. Uh, mm-hmm that you you don't even get by default you have to choose her in her story because you can get three out of the one of the three potential uh disciples uh i got her i'm just gonna go over my my final four which is what i used for the final fight was lake kugo i used the sundown kid i used cube and i had pogo let me tell you guys I've never had, I've never like thought about a caveman being the most OP character in a video game. When I tell you that this shit at everybody, (laughs) bro, this this dude literally would stink up the place with his farts and cause poison damage. Like this man is a menace. No, it was great. And his ultimate move, the the consecutive hit with the bone, like my god, that that did so much damage. But then it, as a result of being so ridiculously powerful it would uh decrease a lot of your stats um needless to say that final boss was epic there was it was like a three layer like a three uh different uh like stage boss you first fought some incarnation of odio which is the final boss's name which is literally translates to hate in spanish um the you have to defeat each of its separate parts individually with different buffs, each one, different debuffs, different weaknesses. It, mm-hmm. it reminded me so of the Madarame fight where you have to hit the mouth with certain uh, attacks, the eyes with certain attacks, and the nose with certain attacks. It's literally that type of fight. After you f- do that, he comes out, uh, not as gay, but as a dark demon lord. Uh, what? I'm not thinking that. <laughs> what? No, I, 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 it's funny. So, after you defeat him there, then he becomes a, an actual, just a, a menace. Oh my god, that final fight, dude, the music, and not only that, guys. Isn't the music fucking awesome? Yeah. Dude, the music ramped it up, but not only do you get to fight this demon lord, everyone joins in. Because yeah. there's a point in the fight that everyone's beat everyone's been beaten everyone's on the floor everyone's dying 
But then the other three characters that you don't have in your party at that moment, they join in like, oh, no, we're not, we got your back. We're yeah. here to defeat him. And they're like, oh, my God, it's so epic. Yeah, oh, I, know. So I, was, I was like, yo, this is this game is amazing. <laughs> this game is amazing. <laughs> it was so good. But what's so cool about that final area, not only is it super like in-depth with, with having all the characters and recruiting them. Every character has their own way of being recruited. But there's dungeons. Every character has a dungeon where you can get their ultimate weapon in. Uh, there's secret bosses, which I fought all of them. Uh, Jaggedy Jack, uh, Eurokos. Uh, okay, and, good. I was going to ask if you did those side dungeons to get the yeah. extra weapons. Okay, good, I, good, good. I did everything, man. It, it, it's, I needed all I could. <laughs> I, I needed all I could get because I fought Odio without like some of the weapons, and they kick, he kicked my ass. So I, uh, I needed more manpower and more and more weapons. Yeah, yep. Uh, how, how, final I want to ask real quick, man. just interrupt. Like, how, how far were you, um, like, how, how far was your level? Uh, everyone was like 23, 24. Oh, wow, you got them up really far. Okay. Yeah, I, I grinded. <laughs> and I did the, the secret boss, the most annoying secret boss, where you needed to escape a fight a hundred times. Um, oh, wow, see, I didn't even do any of that shit. Yeah, so there's a boss that if you flee battles a hundred times... You will hear a voice tell you, uh, you are, you're a coward. If you keep running away, if you run away five more times, uh, uh, it will be the end of you or whatever. You run more, if you run away one more time, in four more times, I will find you. And then once you run those four other times, a leopard or like a tiger, a saber tooth, like a black saber tooth shows up and basically called a death prophet. And Macho, do you remember one of the dungeons where you find two stone people, like two people that have been stoned and petrified by, a, by an enemy, and they tell you that uh, be careful with the, with the black leopard or whatever. Do you remember that? And what, and what era was that? I believe that was Pogo's dungeon, the ice one. The ice one? I don't yeah, remember the, that. Yeah, the ice dungeon. So the ice dungeon in, in the Dominion of Hate, which is the final chapter. Uh, oh, I, I don't think I, I didn't do that one. That's why. Okay, so basically they were hinting at that apparently. So it it showed them running away, and when I looked it up, basically it, it was indicating like, oh, if you run away a hundred times or run away enough times, it will show up. Basically, this enemy will cause petrification is one of its big moves. Uh, That's it was awesome. like a a fun little way of telling you, hey, you need to keep being a coward to unlock this final boss. Um, it, it, just like the other secret bosses, it gave you a cosmic set piece or a cosmic uh, like armor piece, uh, which are incredible. Uh, but after you beat uh, Odio, he reverts back to Osfer, which is the character from the Middle Ages. Uh, all is well in the kingdom. Everything gets restored. People don't come back to life. A big Something that's really messed up about this final chapter is that it's revealed that Odio, uh, once Osfer became... Uh, the Dark Lord, uh, he killed everyone. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He, uh, this man literally killed the entire kingdom, all the commoners, every single village, every single person that was here. It, it's insanely dark. Like, it truly is a, a the final boss fight. It truly feels like the end of a game. Uh, 
I after love I beat, if you actually choose them in the final chapter too, like you just you're gonna get the bad ending. That's that's it. Yeah, yeah. basically. No, but what's so cool about that, which I think I, I want to go back to, uh, at some point, if you do choose Osford as the character you use at the final chapter, not only do you get the bad ending, you get to play as all the main bosses and kill all the other characters. Yeah. Yeah. So basically. Isn't it cool? It's so cool, dude! It's that game was so ahead of its time. Oh my god, what the hell? That's, the, yeah, that's what, if it comes to Steam, I'm getting it for Steam Deck. Like, 100%. dude, I'm getting it again for Steam Deck for sure if it comes out. Oh hell yeah! Um, that game was amazing. After I beat that, I went to Triangle Strategy, and I'm playing that again. I want to get through it, and I'm I'm already hooked, y'all. Again, that, again. that one that one's on PC too with the. Uh... With one of the announcements of Square Enix, very estate-like. Yeah, yeah. Oh God, man, the, the names. Um, I I started playing that. I'm nice. still playing Horizon. I tried playing so so. I play, I tried playing Cyberpunk 2077 on the Steam Deck, and it felt like my Steam Deck was about to take off. That uh, yeah, that man. ain't a game I want to play on my Steam Deck, man. Um, which goes to my question. You played it on PS5. Do you think Cyberpunk 2077 on the PS5 next gen for $25, do you think it's a worthwhile experience? Yeah. Yeah, it's a no-brainer. Okay. Because I, I, this week, uh, Macho said he wants to watch it, but I watched uh, Cyberpunk Edge Runners, and uh, I assume we're all familiar with Studio Trigger. Uh, we've seen Kill a Kill, Gurren Lagan, although that wasn't Trigger, that was uh, Gainax. But it was the same. Yeah, really, I've never seen them. But... but don't say anything. I haven't. I haven't watched it. No, no, I'm. I'm not saying anything. What I will say is that Cyberpunk Edge Runners is probably <laughs> Trigger's best work. I won't, I won't say anything, but I will say. <laughs> what What I will say is that this is probably my favorite work from Trigger's. This is. This needs more episodes. This needs another season. And not. And listen, they can do this with so much of the city because Night City is such a big city, you know, it. There's so much depth to it. Like, don't touch on only one character. Touch on many characters. And not only prequel-wise, but people that we've met in Cyberpunk 27, 2077. I don't know, like, make a, a, a little anthology about Jackie. Make a little anthology about, I don't know, Rogue. Like, there's so much you, you have there to work with. Um, man, that, that anime was so good, man. That's my anime of the year. Ah, when y'all when y'all watch it, when you talk about it, oh my god, I'm, I'm still empty, y'all. When you finish an anime, you know how you feel like absolute shit inside? That's how I'm feeling yeah. right now. Man. <laughs> There's a couple of animes that get me like that, yeah. Man, I feel like I don't have purpose anymore. Like, I, I look at, everywhere I look, it reminds me of them. Like, man, it's tough. <laughs> it's, it's tough out here. Uh... <laughs> But aside from that, Soul Hackers I've been playing as well. Uh, I'm about ten hours in. Uh, that game is 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 big. <laughs> There's a lot to do in that game. Um, but I'm enjoying the hell out of it. I'm I'm thinking about getting the one more edition, uh, the Persona Five one more edition that they have on the Atlas page. It's like, like 120 100, bucks. 110 bucks, and <laughs> but it has a steel book. It has a little a a, a treasure chest. It's a, a switch case. It's a switch case, Macho. Isn't it, isn't the steelbook the same as uh, as the one that released a couple of years ago? But I have that for the PlayStation, not for the Switch. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
<laughs> I understand. I, I understand. I understand. I understand. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm the exact same thing with Crisis Core, so I, I get it. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, right now I find myself between a, a rock and a hard place because I want to play Cyberpunk 2077 on my PS5, but I know that's a beefy game that I would want to platinum, and I have so many other games that I'm playing, so... We'll see. We'll see what happens. But yeah, man, Live Alive. What a damn game. That's a that's a damn conden- contender in my list for a game of the year. That's for me, for me, my personal one. That's absolutely it, a hidden gem of the year. It's a hidden gem of the year. It's it's one of the best JRPGs that I played of recent memory. Uh, and it's it's a bite-sized one, man. It, it's so rare to find something this in depth, but this short. I beat it in like. 20 25 hours like yeah, it, it didn't insane. it didn't even take me that long uh but yeah man that's been me uh live alive nice. cool. yeah i want to ask you so about uh cyberpunk 2772 because i saw the edge runner sound like oh man everyone's like it'd be, it'd be, the game's a great companion i'm like but i played the first hour i didn't like it <laughs> yeah so, i mean the first yeah. hour is I don't know. I feel like it's not the most exciting thing, but it's not indicative of like the rest of the experience. Well, that's good to hear, actually, because yeah, that first yeah. hour I was just like, oh man, I don't know if I can do this for like fifty more hours. But if it I, doesn't I, even if matter because by it, what you and and Walt say, I'm just like, okay, maybe. I mean, you should have. I think you should have like ran the the free trial to its course and then made your decision after the five hours that that free trial gave you, and then kind of went from there. All right, I'll, I'll download again and see. I think the trial's but still there, so I don't, I don't know. If it's for if it for is, premium, though. for premium, it is. Okay. But isn't that something different from what they originally originally gave us in February? I mean, whatever the case may be, I do think it's just like you create your character and you play for a set amount of time. No. Yeah, I, I just think it might be like two hours instead of the five right. hours. Oh, that's what I meant. Well, man, we can't go back in time. <laughs> Yeah, it's all good. I'll, I'll I'll check it out again and see. And yeah, yeah, I I I do agree with Soul. I I played I I put in fifty hours into Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven. Uh, it just so happens that twenty of those hours I spent with the game crashing. Uh, because I played on release like a dum dum. Um, but I do agree that once you finish the first hour or so, which is just the entry, you know, the the intro, whatever intro you choose, it doesn't really matter. Uh, only some dialogue options change in some of the missions, but it doesn't really matter. Uh, I would say judge it from... There's a main mission that you will play that's the same main mission through all the intros. Uh, once you beat that main, main mission and a major, major event happens with one of the characters, that's when I think you should judge it. Because I think that's when Cyberpunk is at its best. When you're, okay. when you're, when you're doing something really, really cool. Okay, cool. Yeah. yeah, I'll keep it on the list then. That's something I'll definitely get to. Yes, sir. Which, oh, yeah, by man. the way, guys, that... before we get into it, really, really deep. Really, really <laughs> hold on, deep. Hold on, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. First of all, what did you want to say first? <laughs> I was about to start the podcast. That, that's, that's the thing. We're going to start it. I just want to say, <laughs> you two, uh, congrats. Congrats on the streams, Macho, and doing these streams this week. And congrats to Soul for hitting a thousand uh, views on the analysis for God of War. Uh, yeah. That he did that he did this week. Uh, go ahead and check it out if you haven't, and then go come back to the podcast. Yeah, man, twelve hundred views, man, crazy. 
Yeah, Thanks, sir. man. I, I appreciate nice to see it. it. Nice to see it, though. <laughs> um, let's go ahead and start the podcast proper and get into some of these topics because we got a lot to talk about. Um, so first, uh, let's go through some of uh, TGS is happening right now, boys. Uh, yeah. You know the, mm-hmm. the excitement. The excitement did not stop after Nintendo and Sony's big showcases. It did um, not. So, yeah, I mean, literally, it's just been, uh, you know, all the major sort of, like, big uh, Japanese publishers, Sega to Atlas, to Square Enix, to Capcom, um, RGG as well. Um, Really, everyone's been having little showcases, uh, you know, showing off their their biggest upcoming titles and things like that. Um, What has been some of the the standouts for for you guys? Uh, Macho, I'm sure you saw more of uh, Crisis Core right yeah yeah we got some good gameplay breakdown of crisis core it, it also it being on the on the booth over there at square enix um some people that i've seen impression videos are saying that it plays a lot like final fantasy 7 remake with the updated ui and everything which is great to hear obviously it still looks a little bit like you know ps4-ish kind of game because it's not like a full-on triple-a quality game but it definitely has those bearings like it definitely has that love and attention support that you would expect from like an action RPG from Square Enix nowadays, especially with a Final Fantasy label like this one. So, the fact that they're putting a lot of effort into just the battle system itself is really cool. I've also seen some, not complaints, more of just like uh, criticism that you know it is essentially uh, you know Crisis Core in its full, which I think is a more of a benefit than it is a detriment to it, since a lot of people really love that core experience, pun intended. And mm-hmm. uh, and they <laughs> and they just want to they essentially just want the same story, um, but with the, you know the updated battle system and everything like that, and that's really cool to see. So I'm I'm really happy that they're doing that and they're kind of just sticking with the story. But I don't think that means that you know we're not going to be completely void of some Final Fantasy VII remake tie-ins. So I'm excited to see what that all means once we actually get the game on December 13th, which is a perfect uh, month for that game. I was really hoping it was a December release, so that's good to hear. Nice, nice. Yeah, that was something, because I don't know, correct me Correct me if I'm wrong, did they announce the release date beforehand, or this is the first time we're hearing about it? First time. The the, the newest trailer was the actual release date trailer, so. Nice. And I mean, I feel like this kind of relates to the Nintendo Direct when we eventually talk about that, but like Square Enix, like... Say, say what you will about them and, and the <laughs> NFTs and shit like that and, and some questionable releases, but I feel like, uh-huh. you know, between, like, now, or, well, just really this year in general, now and and uh, what's upcoming uh, on the horizon, like, they have a ton coming out. Yes, yeah, I was actually just talking about this with, um, actually, in a couple of comments and videos for, for YouTube, they have Star Ocean in October, they got Valkyrie Elysium and Dialfield Chronicles coming out within the next couple of weeks. Crisis Core in December, then you have Forspoken in January, so they got a ton coming out. So, like, as a Square Enix fan, or just a fan of JRPGs in general, I'm, I'm fed. <laughs> I'm absolutely, yeah. my belly's full, I'm rubbing my stomach like, oh, that was a good meal. Oh, we're getting seconds? Okay, we're let's do it one more time. So, like, I can't <laughs> wait to play these games, man. I'm really pumped for it. It's getting to the point where I'm just, like, I have to, like, actually hold off and be responsible adult now and wait till Christmas to actually get some of these games, man. Because I, I can't buy them all at one day one. Can't do it. Hell yeah. Gotta pick yeah. and choose. Um, Walt, RGG also had themselves a, a live stream. What what happened there? Mm-hmm. Oh, 
<laughs> oh, brother. Listen, I, I this caught me off guard because I'm used to, I don't know you so, but I'm used to like seeing Yakuza be resurface, you know, one game, maybe two games. You know, we got Yakuza 0 and Kiwami once. Then we got Like a Dragon, and we and that was recently. Uh, like the Song of Life was pretty recent, like two or three years recently, or the the remaster collect. But my guy, we got like four announcements for four different games. So we got officially Yakuza has been changed. the The name has been changed. Uh, it won't no longer be Yakuza. It's gonna be called Like a Dragon now. Uh, moving forward, which. I don't, I don't care about the name. As long as you give me that, this is a good game. It was a good game. Uh, and like, and and to be fair, because I see like some people like, like questioning, or I guess just people who aren't in the know, who, who mm -hmm. don't understand why this is happening. And mm -hmm. I feel like the the most logical reason is just because like they're kind of slowly, in the most recent games, slowly moving away from like I guess like the Yakuza roots of like the the old games. Yeah, um, and and I would also, uh, I again. By no means is this factual information, but also the fact that the Yakuza are not necessarily the best representation of what Japan is, yeah. and Like a Dragon very much symbolizes the idea of, in Japan, it very much is a thing of symbolism. You have things like the koi fish, when you have things like the koi fish going up the waterfall and, be, you know, becoming a dragon. Uh, it, 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 I get it. It, it, and it, and it markets itself way better in the future when you know be in a, in a world where poli political correctness is more abundant than ever i think that eventually the title yakuza won't have because it's like calling your game the cartel you know what i mean it or it would mafia. be that or the mafia or mafia yeah or mafia um but i think that connotation and, and context it is very important with yakuza and what japan wants to do and because it's being more more broadcast or more uh, brought here to the West, I think. That's why they very much went with the name change as well. Because it's being more popularized here in the West. Yakuza is having a field day here in the West. Um, That's interesting. I'm glad you guys actually touched on it because the one thing that I brought from this presentation was why did they change the name? Because mm. especially since everyone knows what Yakuza is now, so why would they make the shift to something different? And the people who are wondering about Yakuza... Or like, where's Yakuza at? But that's a very sound reason for why they want to do that. Yeah, and and also because you have things like Ishin. So that's one of the announcements. Um, for the longest time, us Yakuza lovers uh, of the franchise have been begging <laughs> RGG to localize, uh, which I believe over there is called Kenzan. Uh, but it's being localized with the Ishin, uh, Yakuza Ishin, or Like a Dragon Ishin, which is very much a spinoff. Imagine absolutely the same, the same characters, Kiryu, Majima, absolutely the exact same characters, but in a more, I think it's like the, like feudal Japan or Edo period, like it's a more uh, like 1800s or 1700s Japan. Uh, it's old school Japan with swords and, and old school guns, flintlocks and muskets and, uh, but imagine so the cool. same characters but different names. So Kiryu is called Ryoma, which I believe Ryoma is a very popular or a historical figure in Japanese lore, uh, Japanese historical lore. Um, we got Like a Dragon Eight, 
So this is going to be the official big entry, main entry in the Yakuza series. Which, to my surprise, doesn't only fe feature the latest protagonist, Kasuga. It's going to be Kasuga and Kiryu. So we're going to have both protagonists, I think, teaming up this time around. And having their own game. Um, which, so... My question to you, what do you think about Kiryu's new look? I hate it. You hate it, really? He <laughs> <laughs> looks I, so dumb, bro. I, it saw, looks like, I, looks like, I saw a meme that it's like Persona 4 Golden and Persona 5. <laughs> this is he him now. Like, um, uh, he's a part of fucking Big Time Rush from, from that's hilarious. I wasn't. I wasn't feeling it. <laughs> I was not feeling it. Uh, I, I. It reminded me of Squid Game, and how the protagonist just changed his color to red. Um, I don't know. It just seemed like a, a middle-aged man being like, "I'm cool." <laughs> I don't know if if he's just doing that because he changed his name once again. Uh, I think this would be his second time changing his name. Um. But not only that game, we also got uh, the announcement for Like a Dragon Gaiden, I think it was the name, which yeah. is essentially where what Kiryu was doing from uh, Yakuza 7 all the way to Yakuza 8. So what happened? What did he do in that time? Why does he have his hair all silver-like? Silver which, uh, which I think is because he also changed his name, if I, if yes. I remember. Yes. This man is always on the run. This man is always changing his name. Uh... It's, which is crazy, guys, because, again, I get it if you're, like, Bond, right? If you're Jason Bourne, it's like you're a menace, you're an arsenal, you have weapons. Kiryu has his fist. That's all he, he's known for because he punches his way through any problem. Like, this man will pick up a motorcycle and drop it on you and tell you how family is worth more than anything. That's a good like, man. He's a, he's a great man. Uh, he's a, you know, with all intents and purposes and respectfully he's a dad you know he's a he's quite the daddy but uh these bro <laughs> th these announcements got me just it, they got me discombobulated but I, so does this incentivize you to play yakuza kiwami 2 that you never finished uh probably not <laughs> will you ever go back to it um probably not damn <laughs> why well, I oh, I probably will. I'll probably will actually finally dive into this series. Yes, so I'm one of those. Yeah. Either start with zero or like a dragon. Like either I'm, of those I'm two. I'm going with like a dragon on Steam Deck first. Nice. Okay, that's a good that's a good beginning. Um, but so did you just lo lose the the love for these for this franchise? I I don't know what was that. I I honestly couldn't tell you, man. I I think I just like. Like, I played Zero, I loved Zero, I played Kiwami, I loved mm -hmm. Kiwami, and I loved, like, jumping from Zero and Kiwami to Kiwami 2 and seeing that that difference, like, mm -hmm. obviously they changed engines with, with that game, and, yeah. you know, I loved that, I loved the improvements to the combat and uh, graphically how it looked, um, and the whole, like, eating system and being able to enter a lot more places and stuff like that. Um, mm -hmm. 
I don't know, man. It's just like like all these games are are a fucking investment, and mm. um, yeah, I don't know, man. I I honestly yeah, don't I have like you. a like a specific reason. I just I don't know. I just stopped playing for whatever reason. That that game also came out in twenty eighteen, I believe. So that was a pretty stacked year in terms of games. So I don't True. know. Probably something came out around that time that just took my attention away. No, I will, you're right. I will, I will I will jump in and say that if you ever get that itch, try Lost Judgment or Judgment. Because yeah. Uh, yeah, Lost yeah. Judgment is just incredible. Like I still, I still think about that game. I I beat that like in October, November. I'm still thinking about going back to doing the side content because it was so much fun, and just replaying. I saw it got announced for PC too, which I'm tempted, but I need to finish the PS5 version. It's yeah. so good. Um. Which I got the title. So it's Like a Dragon Gaiden, the man who erased his name. So yes, literally, they're telling you, hey, this man <laughs> he ain't kidding you anymore. <laughs> <laughs> he changed his name again. 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 Um, <laughs> and we also, uh, the fourth announcement was the, the Judgment Collection. So it's coming, uh, mm. coming gonna be a Steam. Um, it's like 90 bucks. <laughs> which is which is great though because um I think one of one of the reasons why they couldn't get it to Steam there's so much drama about it because the the actual actor for um Yagami Detective oh. Yagami uh was apparently his agents were very strict on putting that game on PC because of mods and stuff like that so oh, okay. it's actually a very good surprise that that series finally came to PC interesting well mm -hmm. I mean dude RGG came out swinging they said no not one not two Three games, <laughs> three new games. That's great. And yeah, here's unlike, the thing, unlike, unlike Sega, man, what's going on with them? Where, they sleeping. Uh, where's Persona Six, man? Bro. Oh right. shit! He God damn! Like, like, the entire week of announcement, I totally forgot about that. Oh, Bro, shit. Atlas. Right. Atlas is sleeping. I don't know. I don't know what. Well, okay. They didn't announce the official day for Royal uh, on platforms. Going to be what October twenty first, I think it was. Um, yeah, no, no release dates for the others. Too, no release. Right? Yeah, those two. I think they're 2023 games. Um, yeah, okay. which which makes sense. They're gonna they're gonna yeah. drop five first, then four, then three. Let gotcha. people enjoy okay. five, beat that, um, and then get to three and four. Those are big games. Uh, but yeah, man, Atlas Six. And listen, so we uh, how many announcements was it? Like six announcements that they said they had throughout the year. I feel like this is the time for you to announce Persona Six, isn't it? Get people hyped yeah. up. Uh, I mean, I mean, now's the time, dude. Like everybody's getting the limelight, everyone's getting the attention. So, why not drop the bomb with Persona Six? I know, I know, they still have their uh, pers uh, Persona Super Live or whatever it's called. So, maybe we get the our, our announcement there. Uh, they did announce Royal there back in 2019, I think, mm. 2018, when they had their last big concert. So, right. hopefully, this is when we get it. So. Which, I hey, wonder. Man. I really wonder if it's gonna be a PS5 exclusive. Mm. Uh, yeah. yeah. I, I just I just know like the, a couple of the announcements that came out from Nintendo Direct in general and just P and like the state of play and everything got definitely got Xbox fans wild riled up. So if Persona <laughs> Six ends up being exclusive, oh man, it's gonna be a bloodbath. Yeah, I think by putting all the other Personas on Xbox and Switch. I, I think that Persona 6 is, it, you, you just go multi-plat. But I think you you stay next-gen, maybe. Uh, you stay on the PS5 and, and Series X, and you don't go to PS4. But it doesn't make sense, because Persona 5 proper yeah. was PS3, PS4. 
then Royal was PS4, PS5. I wonder if this one's going to be just PS5 or PS4 and PS5, uh, which I don't I, think... I, I doubt it, yeah, I doubt yeah, it. Yeah, Persona doesn't, is not the type of game, it's not the type of series that requires, you know... I mean, I don't know what they're going to do with 6, if they go all out or something, but I don't know how all out can you get. Look at SMT5, and that's this latest from Atlas, and it, it goes it runs on Switch just perfectly. Uh, I don't know. I think they can do PS4. but Well, the things with Atlas is that they've never been about high-end graphics like a Final Fantasy game or anything like right. that. They've always been about art style. So yeah, style, they, yeah. They will, they will absolutely just put it into PS4 and previous consoles. Like, there's To me, that's, that, that's a, like a no-brainer for them. Yeah, and with the Steam Deck, man, like you have to put that on PC. Like You need to. Oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, that'll run beautifully. But yeah, man, uh, let me tell you, uh, RGG came out swinging. Atlas still sleeping. Where are we at? Uh <laughs> Aside from that, man, I'm just glad that uh, we got the announcement for Royal and we got a, a few other games like coming to different consoles. And I don't know. It, it doesn't feel like there's a lot of new, new announcements from other companies, from other developers. Uh, it feels more like every, everything's just going to different consoles. And like Switch is getting a lot of ports. <laughs> Switch is getting so many ports. Um, yeah. I mean, I'm, yeah. Sure. But yeah, man. Yeah. Um,. Yeah, so that was that, and I guess the other really big thing that we saw, uh, Macho, we got the full launch roster for Street Fighter Six. Yeah, man. I, let me tell you, every time I'm seeing this game in a new trailer, it's, it's gorgeous, man. It's getting me more excited. And I love, every and I love, time. and I, and I love. Uh, it, this this doesn't even have anything to do with like the like the gameplay itself, but like you talking about I jury love... now. You about to talk about jury, huh? Hey no, yo, no, 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 no. I love, I love, I love the. Well, I can talk about jury, you know, all day. <laughs> yes, sir. But, um, but the the sort of like character still uh, images that they released um, with like I, I don't know. They have like some weird like like taglines like on on the like uh i don't know it's like it's like a picture of like i think like cammy uh in there and then she there's like some words like spray painted like on the on the back wall but it's like it's these super mm. stylized God bless um, her. just like almost like uh official art of like of like all these characters and i don't know it just it just looks the art style is so so cool man it's one of those things where it's like every time you look at it, like, oh, I'm, I'm, probably, I'm probably gonna get used to it. And then every every time I watch, I'm like, nah, they're doing something new and crazy and awesome and creative with it. And it's just their presentation is just out of this world. And what you're actually talking about, Soul, is the opening movie, I think. Probably someone just got like a still shot or something. Oh, gotcha. That's what um, Yeah, well, they have just like graffiti art or whether it's just like, um, I don't know what the actual font's called. It's like a, it's like a, like a military kind of font, sort of like a pristine look to it. But overall, like everything that's combined with this game, just looking more and more better. And the latest trailer talking about the battle hub and how you can go back to his previous Street Fighter games in that battle hub. And each battle hub that's going to be created is going to have at least 100 players in it. They they can go to arcade cabinets and start fighting each other, or go to other older games. You can go into like the extreme battles, which is like this really fun and goofy mode that's something Street Fighter absolutely needed because one of the things that makes NetherRealm's game so much fun to play beyond the multiplayer and the fact that it's a Mortal Kombat game is that it has really goofy modes with it and not just multiplayer but single player stuff so there's the towers that you can go that ascending difficulty or crazy modifications to battles and stuff like that 
And um, I think they also have something in Morikawa 11, maybe, that's called Test Your Luck or whatever. But basically, just throw shit on the screen. And you have to adapt to it and fight your, fight your opponent. They're doing the same thing here with Street Fighter, where you actually have some sort of hot potato kind of game, where you just kick and punch a ball that's going to explode, and you have to get to the other person's side of the, of the screen. Um, you have something from... I think it's like a little bomb character from Mega Man that you have to kick to the other opponent as well. Uh, and they, So they have a lot of really cool, fun, and just silly modes called that's going to be in the extreme mode that you can just have so much fun in for single-player stuff. And that is just so crucial because that it needed that. And on top of that, man, that trailer, the news trailer that t- talked about the uh, the actual like story mode... And they caught a little glimpse of it in the live stream. Like, there's like a, a hour live stream, the special, pre- special presentation for Street Fighter Six, that actually showcased like the first 10, 15 minutes of this single player story mode. And it's incredible, man. They're actually putting in the character creator from Monster Hunter World and making it better and putting it into this game. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, that's like so cool to me. So, you're going to be like your own character in this Street Fighter universe, and then you're going to go around the world learning different moves from different characters and essentially making your own character fighter in the single-player mode. That's That'd be awesome. Badass, yeah. yeah, dude. It would be amazing if they actually you could take that character online, like some sort of like silly free-for-all match or something that like that. Would be, rank. That would be interesting. But, like, I wonder... Mm. Um, it's like Jump Force. Like, I, yeah, I mean, yeah. If you can literally build your own, almost like a like you're building out uh, your own, like like build in, in an RPG or, or whatever, and then take it online, like, I feel like it, it is so going to be, like, really, like, a true test of, like, skill at that point. Because you're not using, like, established characters. Like, these are characters that you are literally building, like, from, from the ground up. Um... So and I feel like they really could get like it, like really wild with that too because um, it, obviously it will be like hey like if you if you start off fighting you know normal grunts or whatever then you can uh, acquire their skills and um, but obviously those skills will be like kind of like low grade like D tier skills because obviously that's gonna reflect like the enemies that you fight but then once you start getting to like you know, I don't know, characters like Chun-Li or Ryu himself, like, those are going to be, those fights are going to be really, really hard, and if you're able to beat them, then you can get their signature skills um, by beating them. And obviously that's going to reflect, you'll get better sort of skills uh, based off of, like, the better opponents that you fight. Like, I don't know, I think they can really take that in a really, really cool direction. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, that's when they were talking about the presentation. I don't know if it's going to be RPG like that, but... From what I've understood, that you're not only using these skills that you're learning from these fighters in matches across the globe. You're actually going to be using them for platforming situations, too. So mm-hmm. something like Chun-Li's flying kick, you can use that move. And it's very silly. It looks super dumb. But you can use that move to go from like one awning to another that probably has like a treasure chest or something. Or like a new cosmetic item for your character. Um I think there's another one. Maybe you can use like reuse flying kick or something like that, or like a, some sort of punching dash. I think the person used to go from uh, one platform to another to I'll get t- like a, some item that's in there. I'll take that over microtransaction. Like make make it silly, but instead of having to pay five bucks for a cosmetic, let me just learn this move by beating this very hard uh, boss, and you know, let me just jump on this platform. Like I don't know. Like make it. Make it challenging. Make it like a little puzzle, you know? 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's what makes this like single player mode so much fun and different, just from just from like a preview standpoint. We didn't even play the game yet. Like from the preview standpoint, it looks great because even yeah. like you go to the trailer and look to see your character fighting other quote unquote grunts across the world mm. is different stages every time. So like yeah. they're actually impl- they're actually implying not implying but they're actually like imploring the whole street fighter part of the game like you're actually yeah. fighting on random streets now like instead of just like uh you know on a bevy of stages that the game actually comes with yeah which is like to me it's super cool that's why mortal kombat you fatalities have been a staple because it's it literally is mortal kombat you're fighting to the death so this is like yeah. it, it, they never lo- lost that that identity a street fighter five left such a sour taste in so many people's mouths street fighter six including has, mine yeah, I mean, you you've talked about just how disastrous it has it was on release, you know. I mean, Completely, I think now it's yeah. like it's in a better position. I think now, right? It's the complete opposite, man. We're mm. so so. You actually brought up as a point before. Um, we're actually launching with eighteen characters for Street Fighter Six, mm. as That's opposed solid. to sixteen from five. And I think it was about the same number for four. Like I, I remember even uh, like Dalsim, right? Like he, he was a character that they that wasn't even on like at launch with five. Like he was added mm-hmm. in like later, but with mm-hmm. six, he's actually like in there like at launch, which is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're they're definitely because the trailer that we actually watched from TGS was the. You could consider it the World Warriors trailers, that are a trailer where they're just introducing everybody from different corners of the world because it actually ties into the single player part of the game as well. You have Dalsim from India, you have Ken from America, and as long as Luke is also kind of like your trainer in a sense. Um, e Honda, who's China, I want to say. I think it's e Honda. Yeah, he was one of the four that got announced. This. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to remember the region. I think it was. I want to say. China, but it could be Japan as well. I, I, I mm. forgot. Um, but then uh, you also had um, a couple other that were announced within like the opening movie that you touched on too, so which was Cammy, and then we got also DJ that was announced. He looks really badass and super cool. Um, and a lot of really new... We got new characters in there as well, which um, I don't remember all of their names. Oh. I think one was Marissa, who's kind of like a more like a beefy... Uh, she looks like an MMA fighter. Mm, a little bit. Um, I'm still obsessed with Kimberly, man. Same she's here. So yeah, I was cool. gonna say Kimberly she's so looks cool. awesome. Yeah. Man. So she, she reminds me of a, like a, a what do you call it? Like um, what's the Brazilian martial art? Um, uh, you had to talk about Sean or Laura? No, 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 no. Because she, the way she moves, she reminds me of uh, oh, Capoeira. Capo, yeah, Capoeira. She reminds me like she has mm-hmm. some of that like in the way that she moves like in at least in popular medium. When I see Capoeira being portrayed, she reminds me of that. Is Laura in this game too? Did they announce her? No, no, she's not a character in this game. Damn, Laura. But she she was a great character too. She was actually my main when I first played Street Fighter Five. I bet it was you sicko. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, she was great, man. She had those command grabs, and she, she held me tight. She got the gorilla she... grippers, yeah. <laughs> <There you go>. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, she also made it to Evil Finals, and that was really hype. No, um, you know what's crazy? What what yeah. Street Fighter Six is doing for me in terms of visually, it's what Persona Five did after P Four. Because although P, uh, Persona Four. Excellent oh, here game. we go. Persona it, Five it, again. It, it, it's doing, <laughs> it, it's doing the 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 choice of of like to Soul's point, the, the whole stylistic, like frames or stills. It reminds me of the all-out yeah. attacks when they show like 
queen does her, you know, fist of justice, and she's on the side with her own kind of theming around it. Uh, hey, man, Persona 5 is the new Breath of the Wild. What, what can I say? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, but to your point, yeah, the art style is just so out of this world, and... I'm yeah. so happy with what they're doing with it and having those special moves tied to those really cinematic graffiti flares. Like, it just fits mm. and it feels so, so good. It's like when Final Fantasy finally had rock in it for the first time, like rock music. Mm. It's like Street Fighter having hip-hop in it. And it's like, that's a match made in heaven. That should never yeah. be separated. And, and, and now that we finally got it back, it's, it feels so good. And let's face it. With the with the Avatar, you know, RPG elements, that's the closest we're going to get to actually being with Chun-Li. So, you know, that's a win-win for me. <laughs> God. Go touch some we, grass, man. Yeah. Hey, man. <laughs> grass is here, Soaking but like she a, ain't. Stroking like, <laughs> like a two-man right there. Go touch some grass. Shut the <laughs> fuck up. <laughs> you know, yeah, you know, overall, uh, it's great, man. <laughs> you know, uh, when, when Macho was talking about, uh, or Walt was talking about uh, Persona being the new Breath of the Wild, it reminded me of those memes that you see of like uh, real life Japan. <laughs> people, are, people are like, "Wow, it looks like it looks like um, uh, Shibuya Station in Persona Five or whatever." And like, <laughs> like the caption is like, uh, "Persona Five motherfuckers don't know Japan's a real place." <laughs> Bro, it's crazy because like you play the actual Yakuza games. And then you're like, oh, that's how it actually looks. <laughs> like, oh, uh, <laughs> no, Wait, man. Where, where, where's that? Where's that uh, softcore uh, nudie store at? Where's hey, that? yo, where's Kawakami <laughs> at? Where's my teacher at? <laughs> nah, man, that's funny. Yeah. That no, with the, so many JRPGs, might as well just bring Persona Five at every turn. My motherfuckers did it with Breath of the Wild with, with open world games. I'm gonna do it with Persona yeah. Five. <laughs> Yeah, man, TGS, TGS was uh, was a banger, man. It was yeah. a lot better, a lot better than than I was expecting because I usually don't expect too much from. I feel like TGS recently hasn't really been uh, the place where people show off like a ton of things. Mm-hmm. You're um, not wrong. You're not wrong. Yeah, but mm-hmm. all of a sudden, everyone was like, you know, what? let's let's go off. So after that yeah. D23, man, it's, it, it, you, yeah. you, we kind of needed then, something then, bigger. And then after, uh, you know, a certain company having their little TGS conference and ending it on fucking death loop of all things. But, <laughs> but we, we won't get into that. Oh, man. No, I got Well, I did want to give a bit of a shout out to that. I did sort of watch it. and uh, Sort of? Um, yeah. Because I was working. Mm. So um, so I was kind of just listening in the background and as, as they're going through it. And, and I will say that finally that that Xbox... The Xbox platform is finally getting some great JRPGs, but I can see the frustration. People were looking for something new because it was yeah. just a lot of ports. A of, lot of ports, you know, man. Stuff yeah. has been out for, I mean, in Persona's case, since 2017. Yeah. Um, well, like, think... Even further back, man, Nino Kuni, that game released in like 2013, I think, 2014. Yeah, and it's the first one. It's so, not even the the Revenant one. It's the White well, Witch one. I think they one, did get right? two. I think they did get two as well. Yeah, they did. Yeah, it's just coming a little later. Yeah, yeah. But, but like, and and to your point, so uh, how Deathloop was the the end. You know, the the how they ended it. It's poetic because it, indeed we start again the Deathloop. We start. It's it's like we never escape. <laughs> we oh, never escape. That's right. We never escape this type of conference. It's always the same thing. But but yeah, hey, yeah, okay. We never escape that game, man. Never. But hey, hey, <laughs> the games are coming, guys. I promise, they're coming. 
But man, at least they're getting those though. But I can see yeah, the frustration. But man, the fact that they even got Nino Kuni and stuff like that, like for me, that's amazing because that game just needs yeah. to be played everywhere and at all times. It's such a great JRPG, and it's getting another breath of life on that console. So for me, I'm happy with that. But... Breath of life, yeah. Um, but yeah, man, that was that was a uh, TGS. Uh, very very cool. But uh, mm -hmm. before we we got into the TGS week. Um, we had mm -hmm. both Nintendo and Sony sort of uh, kick things off. Mm -hmm. um, it was kind of it was kind of like um, what Sony did for for E3, right? They showed up before uh, everyone had all their big conferences, and I would argue that they probably had the best showcase during during the summer with that banger of a state of play with RE4 and Final Fantasy 16 and Street Fighter 6, um, and yeah, mm -hmm. they kind of did it again with with uh, this one. So. Yeah, let's let's dive into the state of play first. Um, I don't know about you guys, but when they first announced it, because it it was it was weird, man. Like this this felt like Nintendo true and true, where they announced it literally. What was it? A day a in day advance, before? Right? Yeah, they right. always do Just... either twenty four or forty eight hours prior, or or even a week with like their their showcases, right? Mm -hmm. Like that's yeah, they're really like join us next week, blah blah blah. Mm -hmm. just they gave us just a day in advance for this one so it felt like to me at least it felt like oh this must not be a big thing if they're just giving us one day in advance it's also only 20 minutes right so like what can you possibly do in 20 minutes so like my expectations were super super low mm. with this um especially since like um there was there was a leaker who said that Hogwarts Legacy was going to be one of the the, the ten games uh, shown off. So I was like, God yeah. damn it, dude! <laughs> I'm like I don't need to see that game anymore. This is another Forspoken, another uh, Death Loop situation where Sony has marketing for a game and they have to show it literally every conference. But whatever. Mm -hmm. So that made me even more disappointed. So yeah, I was coming into this with super low expectations, and lo and behold, I was like. Like, I'm not gonna lie, I was kind of blown away. I think this is probably their second best state of play, only behind the one that happened in the summer. But, um, yeah, walk me through your guys' emotions. Like, how were you guys feeling when it was announced, and how did you feel afterwards? She was hype. <laughs> she was yeah, hype. I mean, we, we, we did the reactions for people that wanted to like, actually check out our actual thoughts on it and everything. We did, we did a quick breakdown at the end, but overall, I think. I think uh, to speaking for Walt here too that mm. we were just instantly surprised. Yeah, right the, the opener was insane. Yeah, yeah. Tekken, Tekken eight. looks insane. Fucking Tekken eight, dude. Yeah, and that shit looks like from another dimension of how good that looked because that was actual gameplay. Yeah. Yep. Yo. That's actually that's actually in game gameplay. And the thing is, if you go back to the trailer too, you can spot the parts where you 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 know you people mm -hmm. were playing the game. You can spot mm -hmm. that. And then there's also like some really cool cinematic flares that are obviously tailored to like a trailer. But um just yeah. watching it, you can be like, Oh yeah, they're actually playing the game and then you know, it cuts eventually to like the in engine uh movie of sorts where Jin does it looks like he does like a special move at the end mm -hmm. and the title reveal. So And well, it's cool how they use the chains to to make the eight. Yeah. That was yeah. pretty cool. No, it was uh, super hype. After coming off of Evo, right? Everyone was just salivating of a Tekken 8 announcement. And with <laughs> the creator of Tekken going on stage, so you remember this, where he went, yeah. like, he went with the announcer. He's so like, ah, oh, it's it. Yeah, he was just jumping around. <laughs> and Everyone... then he fucking left. 
<laughs> yeah, they did the point of the camera and then left. So everyone knew what it was. But like to have a nice surprise here has that have it as the opening, which is really big. Um, just not only for the Tekken series in general and for Bandai Namco, but for PlayStation. Because mm-hmm. that trailer is one of the most viewed trailers out of the entire state of play separately from the state of play. So, yeah. big yeah, stuff, sure. man. Tekken 8 is huge, huge. It feels like, um, it's, it's, I think it's about, just about the right time, too, because Tekken 7, I think from, I think I remember what Maximilian Dude said, that Tekken 7 started like around the beginning of the PS4 era. Damn. And, around that time so it's we've been with the yeah we've been taking seven for a long ass time so it's about but it's never died off really good a- anywhere yeah mm-hmm. whenever and at least during my college days the there was a gaming room that was the only fighting game that was always being played it was tekken the only yeah. one it's insane yeah, like that, that mean, game those, never those died. are the king of the, that's one of the king of fighting games right now is tekken a more combat and then street fighter fell behind a lot which is why it's you know coming back with a vengeance now, but no, the king. I thought I thought you were gonna say the king of fighters. I'm like, no, no, that's a different game. <laughs> no, no, I mean, the king of fighters is, is is still like you know, rev, it's still revered, but it's not yeah, like yeah, as yeah. big as the others. No. Um, I I don't know about you if you're gonna touch on literally everything, but I know that I'm gonna just talk about the highlights. Yeah, for yeah, me. we'll we'll go through, we'll go through. Okay, do you have the list, uh, Machito? I mean. <laughs> I I think I, I think I got it pretty much. You got it, okay. Because uh, I don't know the yeah, order. Games. Okay, okay. Um, I don't so, know the order. So though. yeah, we we started out with uh, Tekken Eight, obviously, which was yeah that like what what a tone setter, man. Like that was such a great opening. Mm. Um, I, I feel like I feel like with shows, like some of the most important important things are like what you open with and what you close with, and they definitely mm. knocked that out of the part with out of the park with both this state of play and the one that happened in June. Um, so, and, uh, and even the, the original PS5 showcase with, uh, when they opened with, uh, Miles Morales Macho, so, mm-hmm. um, yeah, so they, they opened with, uh, Tekken 8, um, and then we moved into, to probably, if, if there was a low point, then this was it for me, they moved into back-to-back VR titles, uh, mm. the Star Wars one, and then the, the Demio one, um, and then after that, I believe, is when we got the Ishin announcement, which was a really big deal. Um, yeah, it looks I really lo- cool. I love, like... I love that um, the box art for it, where <laughs> uh, uh, Kiryu with the, the revolver at his forehead and the, <laughs> the katana like on his, on his shoulder. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I was like on Twitter and, and the page that's like... Uh, the the account that's like uh, picks that go hard <laughs> it was like literally that <laughs> I was like yep I, um, they 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 lumped it up with a, a a gif that showed a guy about to slash with a katana and when he's like, going to slash instead he just pulls out a Glock it's like yeah that's what's gonna be to play Kiryu like, you think yeah. about a gun and a sword to a, to a sword fight oh it's so good man the art style goes so hard yeah. Um, and then they showed off uh, Hogwarts Legacy, which I, I didn't watch this trailer because um, I was kind of like, um, you know, I caught I caught the show like uh, afterwards. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, did, how did this look for for you guys? Because uh, I, I didn't watch it. Well, uh, well, I know you, we touched on this really quickly, so you want to? Yeah, I can I, I liked it. I, I and I know I know Macho. I think you've been like on board with this game from the very beginning. Uh, but this game, this this specific trailer, uh, 
first, we have to mention, it's going to be a PlayStation exclusive uh, quest that they showcased. Um, yeah. Uh, which I know there's a lot of people that have problems with that, but... Um, it's weird It's weird that we're going back to that. I feel like we got yeah. away from that. So, yeah. That's Last cool. time I remember playing a, a, a game I played where that took place. Uh, and this was... Oof, it was Destiny 1. So, I remember the PlayStation had an exclusive exotic weapon, the Jade Rabbit. Which is exclusive to was exclusive to the PlayStation version of Destiny, uh, and there was a quest where you could only play or or a strike that you can only play on PlayStation. Um, I'm super down. I'm I'm a fan of horror, and this quest is very much that. It's like you're in this haunt, haunted house that has like mannequins starting to uh, become alive, and it looks more like a horror quest than it does like an actual like fighting like mage on mage battle type deal. Um, yeah, I really enjoyed it. What about you, Macho? Yeah, I'm a, I'm a huge fan of it because uh, yeah. it's the haunted Hogsmeade, which is um, yeah. So there's this so there's this village and and that's right next to Hogwarts that the students can walk to is essentially kind of like their R and R situation. So I love and they said before how we were going to be traveling to different areas around Hogwarts, not just venturing inside the castle, which is good to hear. So. The fact that we have side quests like this, where they're going to be, they're going to exist outside of Hogwarts, is reassuring to me that yeah, it's like a full-bodied game. Uh, the fact that it's exclusive is it is what it is. Um, there's really no point in kind of complaining at the, about that since it honestly keeps on happening. Um, and with big games like this, going to happen with every, it's going to happen everywhere, honestly. So it is what it is. Um, mm -hmm. But yeah, I mean, as far as like the actual tone of it and everything, uh, I think it's great because, like I said before, it's set in this village for adult students to go to. So the fact there's like a little bit of a, little bit of like a story to tell for these students, like, oh yeah, there's like a haunted house over there, blah blah blah. Like that's really cool. There's it's like the Shrieking Shack, in uh, in the Harry Potter universe where the people, the students that would go near, all hear was just yells and screams for a minute, but they'll never enter into it until you actually see what it is in the third Harry Potter movie. So. I think I think it's really cool that they are creating like, their own little stories within this uh, within Hogwarts Legacy uh, that's just not based on J.K. Rowling's work either, which is really cool. So I'm down, I'm yeah. on board, man. I, every time I see this game, I get more excited for it. But I'm, with Soul, I'm like I don't need to see anymore. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. So mm -hmm. like I feel like I, like after seeing that in the in the state of play, I don't need to see anything else because I know I'm gonna play it. I don't need to see anything more. Um, and yeah, they're implementing a lot of really cool stuff for that game. So oh, I, either way, I'm super excited to finally play. Like I'm really on board for that. Definitely gonna get that digital deluxe edition or the deluxe edition to play early too. So I'm yeah. all on board with this. I, I when? Oh, oh go sorry. Ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, I was just gonna ask when does when does this uh, come out? In a packed month for games. Oh yeah. <laughs> 23 is, is looking to start off strong as hell with games. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What, what I was going to say yeah. is that now I'm enter uh, we're entering this point where the sentiment I'm seeing more and more online and YouTube and everything about this game is that people are just conflicted because they want to play the game, but they don't want to play the game. But it's like if you buy this game, you're not. It's like let's. It's not like you're supporting a, a certain perspective, it, and this has nothing to do with that person. And yeah. you're just supporting a group of developers that really pour their heart and soul into this this game. You know what I mean? 
Yeah, um, they even the FAQ directed towards that too. We're like, yeah, what's JK's Rowling's involvement with this game and stuff like that? And then they're like, nothing. <laughs> yeah, they were more involved with her team. That's okay is what we can and cannot do and stuff like that. Yeah. So she, the most, as far as we know, she doesn't have a say in it. And I, mm-hmm. I get it for people that don't want to like put money towards the franchise or whatever case may be. But yeah, look, man, it's you're gonna buy what you want to buy. Yeah. And and either way, you're, it's your happiness that you want to go towards, or you know, resentment, whatever case you want to do towards this game. But for me, I want to play a good ass Harry Potter game. I've been waiting for a long, long time, so I'm all in on this game. It's all yeah, about man. it's Harry Potter. Really, is all about the living in that world and being part of that entire universe. So for me, if it if it gives me an avenue like this one, where it looks really in depth, and it's an open world. You get to create your own character, and like, yeah, I'm, I'm down, man. Like, JK, JK, I can do whatever she wants. I don't care. I'm yeah. gonna be playing this game. This is giving me the same type of feeling that Arceus did, uh, in the sense that Arceus was like a childhood dream because you can actually catch Pokemon in the wild by throwing Pokeballs at it. I feel like with Hogwarts Legacy is the same thing as when I was a kid and I was really into Harry Potter. I was like, oh man. I imagine, hey, what if we, what house would you be in? Oh, and we would explore, like, the haunted forest, and we go to, you know, the Chamber of Secrets, and we go here, and we go there. Like, and, and this is like, oh, we get to live that. We get to live that through, you know, not in a multiplayer setting, but we get to live that as, like, an actual student and create your own. And what's so cool, it's not, you're not just a student. You can actually dive into the dark arts. And I think that's such a cool, such a cool add-on to this, uh, such a cool, like, path that you can tread. Um, yeah, yeah, man. Uh, yeah, so how was I'm Legacy? Down. Down. What was after that, uh, Soul? Um, <clears throat> so after that, um, let's see. I actually don't. Was it Pacific Drive? I yeah, think? Pacific Drive. Th- oh yeah. I think so. Uh, what did you guys think about that? That's another trailer that I didn't watch. I saw. I saw a lot of people were seemingly into it. Mm-hmm. I will. The when we saw the trailer, we were both confused on what it was. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, af, but after actually like look after actually like kind of like trying to see what it really was, what it reminded me of was a, like I, again I'm totally guessing here what it can be, but it seemed like it might be like a roguelike first person game, yeah. in an apocalyptic sort of way where well you said it before where like you can go like and upgrade your car and then you die. Yeah. You keep the parts that you have to keep upgrading your car, but I mean that's the idea we have. We're just making shit up. But no, no, but I did see. I, I, I correct me if, I, if I'm wrong. Anyone, uh, any of our listeners, but when I did, I did see the the account of the official of the of the actual developers, and they called it a road like. So it's gonna be a road like well, <laughs> on the road. Which that just sounds so cool, man. I like roguelikes and a road like you're upgrading your car or you get different paths, different types. Of, they showed zombies in the trailer. They showed lightning striking the floor. They showed like the the earth shifting and moving and all sorts of shit happening on screen. That's why we were so confused because at first I was like, oh, is this like like a Firewatch type deal? Because it has that same kind of um, like art style or art direction. Like a cartoony, somewhat realistic approach, uh, yeah. like a Firewatch or a Life is Strange. Uh, but no, it's just you're in a car and you need to drive as far as you can, I guess, and upgrade your car. So, with... uh, so I was essentially right then. <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah. <laughs> wow. Okay. Cool. <laughs> but I think that's good because they they were they did a good trailer. They didn't. They basically said nothing in that trailer, and I was like, oh, okay. And, and said enough. <laughs> they said nothing and they said enough, which is insane. Um, yeah, I'm into it. I, I'm I'm into what it's looking to be. Uh, I can't wait to see like an actual gameplay with like the HUD and see how it, like, what does the uh, upgrading look like? Um, are there multiple cars? You know, now now that I know what it is, now I can actually make the ask the questions. You know, what is the car? Where is the car? How is the car? You know, now it's not a what is this type deal. Yeah, um, I can imagine like if you're gonna run to characters in that game, they're gonna be through the radio and they're gonna yeah. be direct you whatever. So. Which I don't mind because again, Firewatch, a game that had multiple characters, uh, but the main two, one was in first person, second one was only over the radio. And you got invested, like really, really invested by only listening to the lore and the back and forth. So I'm into it, man. Nice. Um, yeah, and then after that, um, I believe then we got on what I would probably, I mean, obviously Tekken 8 was, was big as well. But what I mm -hmm. feel like is like them just going like banger after banger after banger was sort of like the, the three hit punch of... Uh, Stellar Blade, Rise of the Ronin, and then God of War Ragnarok. Mm. Um, which, interestingly enough, for both Stellar Blade, which we, we finally got a name for, mm. and Rise of the Ronin, we've learned... Well, actually, we learned during the show that these are two titles that are now being published by uh, Sony Interactive Entertainment. Um, for Rise of the Ronin specifically, they said in a interview after... I think during, like, TGS... That the game has been in development for seven years and that sony has has been helping like a lot with it um so yeah it makes sense why they're publishing the title but yeah i mean similarly to to both neo one and neo two uh this is sony for lack of a better term getting getting in bed with uh koei tecmo team hey, again um so yeah i mean these these two games were yeah. were aside from god of war these two games were my highlights so uh how'd you guys feel about stellar blade first of all Hell yeah, we got a name. <laughs> it's yeah. a cool -ass action name. Yeah, it's a cool name, yeah. It is, it is. And the logo, the the actual, like, the title, the the way that they did the, what is it? it? I don't know what you call it. I'm not an artist. But the way that it looks like neon-like, and it, like, it stands out really, like, a lot. It looks like cursive, almost. It looks so cool. It looks so, so groovy, man. Looks so cool. <laughs> stylized, yeah. It's yeah, very cool, cool as act, Coolest name for an action game. It's Hell also yeah. like like visually stunning, man. Mm -hmm. Like it, it looks like it looks like a true like next gen sort of sort of title. It looks it almost, like it looks like what Bayonetta should look like. It's right now. <laughs> it almost it almost looks fake. Like I almost feel like I'm I'm being scammed, but I mean it looks it's coming out next year. It looks it looks pretty good. It almost looks like uh I don't know, like those mobile game kind of like trailers that make the game look far better than it actually is but it's oh, real yeah, yeah, I know what you mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but this time it's yeah. real i'll be right. on during the reaction i told macho macho i think that the difference between bayonetta and stellar play i think i think bayonetta has more like unique uh design like bayonetta bayonetta's whole concept and how her hair is her suit like all of that is it's so unique it's so cool more inspired i feel like but stellar blade it just feels like a, a dream anime game it, it feels like 
go full weeb. And and listen, man. Right, not even weeb. I just feel like it's like really heavy on sci-fi stuff too, which is yeah. But it, it that's cool. the thing. It feels like a like a. It almost gives me the. Uh, not I mentioned it earlier with Starfunk Edge Runners, but Trigger, Trigger has this ty- type of style where it's just it's like, it's exaggerated, but it's so stylistic. That's what Stellar Blade gave me. Like it, there's I mean, so I'll, much. I'll give you I'll give you a better comparison. I think I think it's near esque a little bit. Uh, mm. It definitely gave me some similar vibes. I agree. Yeah. No, for sure. But more flashy, because uh, yeah. near is a lot more toned down. Uh, but yeah, no, the the fighting, the character models, the design, like they look cool. The protagonist looks very cool. Uh, like, <laughs> like no, she's like she's she's not like <laughs> you know like the typical anime like stereotypical like just oh I I'm a badass like lollipop chainsaw, but that works over there with Juliet. Uh, this one just it's cool. Like this one's just a cool game, and the logo says that Stellar Blade. Oh, I'm a cool game. Um, yeah, man. I'm down. I'm I'm super yeah. down, and it's well, sci-fi. I know, I know we're all pre-ordering for for multiple reasons. So, <clears throat> <laughs> yeah, man, oh. Don't, dude, the screenshots go wild. Like people are crazy, but hey, I uh, uh, keep doing the Lord's work. Also, I wanna I wanted to <laughs> to bring up the also I, I just love like yeah the action looks like sick, man. It, it does really look like uh, you know like a bayonetta or DMC. So I'm totally down for that. Um, my thing that I, that I wanted to uh, kind of get your guys' opinion on is that, like, I feel like, you know, everyone sort of, ever since Japan Studio got, got reshuffled or, or focused into Team Sobi, uh, people have kind of been uh, questioning, like, Sony's, um, how do I say this, like, their, their Japanese presence with, you know, games and, and, and stuff like that. I feel like what we're seeing is like sure like japan is still as important as ever like obviously we're gonna debut stuff like resident evil 4 and street fighter and tekken on our on our shows and stuff like that and final fantasy of course we're closer mm-hmm. to that than, than ever but mm-hmm. we're 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 not just focused on japan solely like we're spreading out to all of asia really because now you're seeing games like stellar blade that are korean or games like lost soul side that's that's uh chinese i mean there's they have a lot of love with chinese games like like games like fist um that came out uh last year right and then Genshin obviously impact i think is one too yeah, exactly and then yeah. uh, of course we'll still get uh traditional japanese games like rise of the ronin right so like yeah i feel like they're they're like you know, obviously they're still doing their thing in Japan, but we're spreading out to China and Korea and sort of places that I feel like are like untapped uh, markets. Um, so yeah, I'm, I I definitely love that approach. So yeah, yeah well, you know what people are gonna say to that though? It's not first party. Not organic. Mean, <laughs> which is which is dumb. Which is dumb. I'll just say that right now. But yeah, yeah. It's not organic, bro. Organic, bro. <laughs> But it's yeah. not like yeah, it's not like they're like acquiring these these studios or anything like that. They're just investing in them. Yeah, which um, is cool. And we're getting fantastic. Like everything, so I mean, hey, there's there's there was a buy, doozy. They don't need to buy everything, man. Yeah, <laughs> that's the thing. Bad. You don't need to buy to to move forward. Tatakai, Aaron Yeager does not agree with that. You gotta just move forward and and just invest. It's not about buying. It's longevity. It's not being immediate. Uh, like immediate profit or immediate just results, uh, which also I think you mentioned God of War, but God of War was the ending of that. Uh, 
before that. We'll, we'll get there. No, no, but there's there's another game that you didn't mention. It's Sin Sin Duel something Sin. Uh, yeah, Sin Duality. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. It, it's a super anime mech game. <laughs> just oh, okay. just wanted to mention it. Sin Duality. That's another game that was mentioned. Yeah, it, it it's yeah. a game that looks gorgeous, but like if uh, it looks like it's you're just gonna be around this mech with this um girl and maybe it's her brother or something like that. I don't know. It was a very confusing trailer, but it looked visually looked great. But I don't know. It didn't didn't really you know blow anybody's socks off. Yeah. Um, so yeah, let's uh, move on to to Rise of the Ronin, uh, another Team Ninja joint. Uh, now, f- honestly, so so it's it's funny because Wulong uh, Fallen Dynasty is like it has a demo out uh, right now. Mm-hmm. So people are playing it, and you know they're saying that yeah, like definitely like the the Neo inspirations are are here. That DNA is definitely like still intact here. Um, but it seems like a more traditional sort of like level to level kind of based game like um, you know like Neo One and Neo Two was or at least that's the impression that I'm getting so far. Um, but Rise of the Ronin is a little bit more interesting to me because uh, first of all the the aesthetic and where it takes place. I feel like we don't get a lot of games taking place in that specific sort of like time period of like colonialism. Um, yep. But also. Yeah. To me, it's interesting because, like, for for Neo One and Neo Two, and what makes the Dark Souls games and Bloodborne work so well for me, and even Elden Ring to an extent, is the locations. They're all like really, really interesting, like where those games take place. And for for the Neo games, for me, it was just purely the combat that got me through those games and the enemies because going through those levels are boring as hell, man. Like, I yeah. I don't like those locations at all. The shortcuts are always cool to to unlock those, and those are always satisfying. Yeah, but all of those locations like they're just like i don't know they're not they're not they're not like you know in, in, in the dark souls games or the from games like you always remember remember those locations and i don't know the neo games i just i just never did i could care less about those places i With, agree yeah because it was literally like level based like you were, you were just moving from like one stage to the next stage but with Rise of the Ronin, it seems more open world, right? Like you got a horse, you got like a, a glider thing. Yeah. Um, so my hope a is that. Yeah, my hope is that with the added traversal stuff, that it makes that sort of ex- exploration a little bit more interesting than in the Neo games. So you couple that with the tried and true Team Ninja combat, yeah. and which I think they're the best in the biz. Um, and I think you got a recipe for like a really, really cool evolution of like the Neo games. So I'm excited for this. Um, How did you guys feel watching it? Yeah, I'd, honestly, this kind of made me more interested in a Team Ninja project because I liked Neo, but and then I look at Neo 2, I even look at Wulong Dynasty, and I feel like I'm watching the same thing and I just yeah. lose interest. I even saw like a little bit of the demo gameplay for Wulong. I was like, okay, like it looks cool, but it feels like again you see the DNA of Neo, and I just really don't care. But seeing yeah. Rise of the Rise of the Ronin, I'm just like, oh yeah, the, the environments look so much better. I love the colonial colonialism aspect to it too, because you're getting a little yeah. bit of that. The the Buffett um, is it the Buffett? Is that what it's called? You like colonialism? You sick? You cycle. Shut up, Walt. <laughs> that just that era, because like as soon as I saw like the the town and everything, it reminded me of Assassin's Creed Three and why yeah. that location was one of my favorites in the Assassin's Creed series. Yeah. So the fact that we have that kind of have that tone, but with a samurai 
sort of so like game, but with you know the, the combat of Neo sounds really appealing to me. Yeah, well, you had I'm way more than I was so. for Neo Two and, and Wolong Dynasty. That's for sure. You also had European ships and just like out out and about. I think the story will feature not only like Japanese centric characters, very much how in Neo you're not Japanese, you're just William, and you're just some dude that actually just learns the martial arts and learns the, the ways of the samurai and comes to Japan to defeat Nobunaga or whatever the hell it is. Uh, just like Tom Cruise. Just like Tom Cruise. Just like uh, Matt Damon in that The Wall of China. Uh, oh, yeah. The Great Wall. Yeah. Um, yeah. What, what I did appreciate about this is, to what you mentioned, Sol, it, the level design looks a lot more fun to traverse. Not only because it looks varied, but it lo- there's verticality. There's a glider. You can go up and down, not just sideways. So there's more mobility. Uh, if you're using a musket, you can grapple back and forth and then musket your way through the enemy. You know, and it, yeah, there's that's a- called a musket. That's what's called. Yeah, yeah, or flintlocks or whatever. Like there's a lot of there's a lot of cool thing ha- things happening on the screen. Um, immediately, as soon as I as I saw it, I was like, Neo. Like, as soon as I saw just gameplay or, or like, the tone, because Neo or Team Ninja, they have this very particular, uh, I don't know, it's, like, a very, I don't know what to call it, like, gritty, like, dark tone to their games. Like, it's almost, like, like pale. Like, it's not super vibrant, if that makes any sense. Um, but this this game, I, I'm sold. Like, Rise of Ronin looks super dope. And like I told Macho, we don't really have a lot of Ronin games. Like yeah, we have Ghost of Tsushima, but that's not a Ronin. That's a, that's a Shinobi slash Samurai. You're not you're not really a Ronin. And Sekiro, you're you're a bodyguard to a lore, but you're not a Ronin. You you haven't become a Ronin, which is essentially like leaving your your duties or whatever the hell it is. Um, this looks cool. I like how it looks. And it looks fun. It doesn't look stiff. It, for a moment, I thought of Strangers of Paradise for a brief second, but then I, <laughs> I can see that. But then I said, no, 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 they actually make a good game here. Um, yeah, no, the animations look really cool. Yeah, and the environment, man. I- I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to um, how big it's going to be. Because they only showed one section, but that section alone looked super, super big. So yeah. I wonder if it's going to be open world or open zone like Neo was. And that's a 2024 game, too, so we got yeah. some time. That's yeah, that's another thing. Said twenty twenty four. I'm like, damn man, why are you blue balling me like this? Like, golly, it's one of the better games being announced <laughs> in the damn state of play. Um, but then obviously we had the big one. <laughs> PlayStation of Stars play. announcement of all the stuff you're getting. Baby, uh, yes sir, collectible. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not talking about that. <laughs> uh, but, but uh, we got our our. I I feel like the trailer that we've all been waiting for. Uh, the story trailer for God of War Ragnarok. Um, I do not say this lightly, um, and I think I I speak on behalf of all of this, on all of us, when I say that I think that was probably one of the best trailers I've ever seen in my life. Yes, I agree. Yeah. Yes. Um, so yeah. One hundred percent. Uh, how 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 did you guys feel after after, or what's your guys' thoughts after after watching that incredible trailer? Well, you want to go? Holy shit. <laughs> the, the thing is that 
the the thoughts again i'm gonna i'm gonna reiterate because i want people to really if they want to know more about the trailer go ahead and look at soul's analysis of it because he really breaks it down but essentially from the get-go uh first of all funny they start with the controller i was like oh i hope that's not it <laughs> I hope that, was, I know, that was hilarious <laughs> <laughs> i like I how they say, started no, with don't that do though. like this don't do it don't not no not like this <laughs> <laughs> not like this no don't massacre my boy like that <laughs> uh i think the control looks cool but then i like the fact that they did not recycle anything from any other trailer this is a brand new story trailer absolutely everything from the dialogue to the narrating to everything everything is new is exciting it's fresh it's it makes me just want to pre-order it it doesn't make me want to buy it it makes me want to pre-order it uh, that that's, trailer that's, that's what i feel like it was per it was perfect like like chef's kiss that after the uh you know thor and and kratos clashing that they throw up the pre-order now you know like j just mm -hmm. at textbook dude perfect like how Bro. could you not after seeing all of that how could you not want to pre-order that so that was perfect in, in my and, opinion and and that's and there because and that's it it's perfect because if you play god of war you know that's that's the cliffhanger you leave off seeing four in the in the distance and that's it you don't know what's gonna go on you know these two are about to throw some hands but you don't know how it's gonna go down and if you've never played god of war and you see a clash between like that clash with with or without context it was epic seeing a kratos someone you're familiar with battle it out with what you can only think it's thor without any context oh my god what a way to end it and yeah. I, and twice they did the the classic power struggle throwing the leviathan and throwing mjolnir and they clash and then stop and then they go to clash again and they cut it oh man it was it, fucking sick. I love that shot of them recalling their weapons and then winding up and just clashing uh, again. And it's Thor so satisfying. It's so good. It. Thor looks excellent. And it's hilarious seeing people go, they ruined Thor. No, dum dum. That's how Thor looks. That's Thor. That is mythology. He's fat Thor. He's That's fat by Thor. the book Thor. <laughs> That's fat, how in Spanish we call them el tortas. You know, <laughs> it, 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 the that's titties. These, the titties, man. <laughs> nah, man. That's a drunken, you know, piece of piece of crap. Thor. Um, I, I, I'm, you know, I can go on and on about the trailer, but I, I'll just talk about or just say what my favorite shot of that was um, of the trailer, and it was either Scotty or Hati. Uh, following what i assume was the sun or the moon one of the two um uh, i think it was the moon um wow that was jaw dropping it's because it's a video game guys okay we get it but there's certain things in video games that that they touch on scale and god of war was always something that would go higher and higher god of war one you fight a hydra god of war two you fight a statue that's being that that was brought to life God of War 3, you fight Zeus, you fight the, the Titans, you fight Kronos. God of War 2018 didn't really have like a like an insane fight. Like insane, insane, like scale-wise in terms of something big in well, the, the world dragon, moving. But... Yeah, that was like the closest thing. But yeah. but this is not a fight. This is just an event happening. But looking, it's 
it's crazy. I don't even know how to put it into words because it's insane. You see this kid throw an arrow at the sun. You see a wolf following the sun. Like, what's going on? Like, that's crazy. The only reason I knew what was going on is because Souls mentioned, oh, you know, Skull and Hati, you know, it's the, the wolves that uh, swallow the sun and the moon. And it happens in Ragnarok. I, I heard Souls say that. And I was like, this guy's out of his mind. What the hell is he talking about? Like, <laughs> this is mythology? That's insane. What? But that's a thing. That's crazy, man. Oh, my God. That looks... Cr- oh my, I'm torqued. I looked at that. I was torqued. It's yeah. crazy. And and if you if you guys do end up playing replaying 2018 that's uh that's one of the puzzles they actually like kind of like talk about the the two wolves as well so it's cool mm. it's cool that they kind of like tease uh like some of that stuff in the last game um, that's crazy the the one thing the one thing uh <laughs> that uh i, w- I want to add uh mm-hmm. and then watching you can you can jump in here is that i feel like and, and we 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 knew this that uh i feel like this trailer quickly put to bed all the people who were saying oh it's just dlc and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> like like this this trailer shut those people up real quick yeah 100 yeah 100 it's, it's, i mean I, I don't know who wants to call us dlc now like after that trailer for sure <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah like honestly that story trailer which is like I, again i think it's one of the best ones ever made mm-hmm. yeah. if not the best the best story trailer I have ever seen for any video game, period. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, just is... a, it's just a, a textbook tr- like trailer. Like, it's, bro, it's they just curated really the hell out of that trailer. trailer. They... And again, like this is this is the kind of stuff that like I'm I'm literally in school for. So like this this entire thing, I was just like, my god, dude! Like this is just like literally like experts like at their at their craft. Yes, um, sir. Because I feel like with any trailer, like um, the mark of a good trailer is like. If like weeks removed from it, you could be like, "Oh yeah, I I remember that moment," like, or I remember that line from from this trailer or whatever. And I feel like there's multiple moments like that with with this trailer. Like for instance, like I don't know with the I feel like I always, I always shit on this trailer, but like the Horizon Forbidden West story trailer, I could not tell you a goddamn thing that happened in, in that trailer. Oh and no, I, like I, I saw I saw it recently. I was like, it's not a good story trailer. Ex- yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, and I feel like you could you could say that for like a ton of trailers as well, but like, but yeah, the, like you don't have that problem with this one, and then also it's just like I really love how it feels like. I mean, there's obviously tons of just like great scenery and combat moments and and lines of dialogue sprinkled throughout the entirety of the trailer but like it also feels like it's building up to the moment of of the two wolves right um like it's building up to that and i love how like they let that moment breathe like it's just all silent it's like all this action and then boom it, it goes to the two wolves the music cuts off it's silent and then you see the wolves literally like split the sky and then immediately which that that moment happens like 75 percent into the trailer and after that it's just like here's quick shot quick shot quick shot and then ending stinger of thor versus kratos and boom like out it's just like structurally it's just such a well-made trailer man like god damn yeah yeah it's honestly i mean not the entire trailer of, of captain america civil war but specifically for thor versus kratos it's like when we saw Captain America and Iron Man duke it out for the first mm. time, and everyone's seen the end of that trailer. They're like, oh my god, this is gonna be crazy! I got that exact same feeling, just excitement and just overall like, I need this now. Like, I need to see what happens right now and just play that entire sequence. Cause 
because it looks so cool. I'm just still not over the fact that when they throw their weapons at each other, they collide in midair and they recall it. And then, like, uh, whoever thought of that needs a raise, man. <laughs> it's such, it's the coolest thing ever, dude. I fucking yeah. love it. And, and like, did you did you notice that uh, Thor he he snaps to to recall his? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> dude, like again, all the little hints and nods for this trailer is just on point. Again, your breakdown was so helpful too, just actually contextualizing everything. Mm-hmm. Yep. And um, but just overall, I think just the lines of dialogue you're saying before, which is the line that I see, I'm seeing a lot of people in the comment section, even in YouTube videos, say now, which is the death, uh, death will, what was it, death will earn me when was it was it so? You know, death can have me when it earns me. Yeah, man. God. What a one-liner, dog. That, that is a Kratos-ass fucking line, man. <laughs> like, yeah, for sure. It's so good. Yeah. It's so good. Yeah, this, this entire trailer just kind of... I was smiling from ear to ear. Like, in my reaction, it, it wasn't like... I wasn't the absolute, like, you know, out of my seat going crazy, but, like, I was just smiling from ear to ear because the fact that I get to play this thing in two months just yeah, makes me so months. happy. It's crazy how... I may be jumping the gun. I don't care. I'll I'll... Put on the clown costume if I have to. But this is the only trailer all year that has made me think this is this is our only saving grace in a game, winning game of the year. The deck is not mm. Elden Ring. This is the only game that gave me that, that feeling of this is the only... This, is, this can go head-to-head. This can go head-to-head. It, 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 man, it, it's so good, man. The story, the action is there. Both things are there, and it's so accessible. It's so iconic. It's so epic. Everything is—it's an emotional experience. That trailer. Imagine the game. Golly, it's gonna be I'm gonna be converting into some religion when I finish that. I don't know what religion yeah. is gonna be. You could tell too that they didn't spoil this trailer either. Like, bro, no. This is gonna be a beefy game. And and just like the previous trailer, I think this is a great contrast to that because the previous to that it was more story more more uh like it took its time it was very slow it, you know showing you the areas that you're gonna go to showing you where the dwarves are showing you Angraboda, like showing you like it was more it was slow it was more slow but it wasn't as action-packed as this but it just goes yeah. to show god of war you know it, it does both just as well it, it does its slow moments and it does its epic moments just as well I mean, this game. I love how the, I love how it went out of this way to show you the enemy mm-hmm. variety too. Like absolutely, obviously, man. Obviously, that was one of our at least one of my complaint complaints about the first game mm-hmm. was that it just it wasn't enough enemies for me. Like enemy right. variety, especially for something like Word Norse mythology stuff like that. This seemed like it's taking it the extra step, which is really nice. Hell yeah, man! So good. Yeah. And I love I love how I mean the devs keep saying it on on Twitter. Um, but I feel like it's it's also really true is that like yes it felt like they showed a ton in this trailer but at the same time I feel like there's still so much left for us to to see and experience in this game because again like we didn't even see Angraboda once in this, nope. in this trailer yeah. which is which is incredible we didn't see uh, Gondor, the the world serpent once in this trailer right mm-hmm. we didn't I I fully think that someone like Hell is probably gonna be in this game as well right we didn't see her in in this trailer as well so. Uh, we didn't see Asgard, right? So like, that's that's another thing as well. We barely so, like, saw Odin. Fact, so yeah, I mean, the fact that like, there's it feels like there's still so much that we've yet to see in this, um, is is also just pretty wild to me, man. Like, ugh, what a trailer. Yeah, yeah. I, I love too how you touched on it in your breakdown too. How Odin 
is basically going against everyone's expectations. He doesn't. He's not like a Zeus. He's not yeah. this deep, manly, macho kind of gravel in your voice kind of. I'm I'm the god of gods. Yeah. No, he's yeah. he's oh. like a very, but he's very maniacal, kind of laid back and like creepy. He reminds me of uh, the villain from Shang Chi because he wasn't particularly intimidating, oh, but he yeah. was very, very intimidating in in his presence and his words. Because every time he spoke, there was some, there was a purpose, there was certainty. And Odin very much, it's like Sol describes it in the video. He doesn't need all that. He will let you know what he's about just with a couple of words and his demeanor, you know? Yeah. Um, and like, I honestly, like, everyone everyone talks about, um, you know, the, the death can have me when it earns me line. But, like, honestly, my favorite line of the trailer was Odin talking to Kratos um, and him saying uh, that, like, in any of your lifetimes, can, uh, has anyone ever worshipped you, ever prayed to you? And, like, I was saying in that, in that breakdown that it, it's such a good lie because, like, when you, when you think about it, it's mm -hmm. like, yeah, like, all, all of these, these, these gods in, in Norse mythology, like, they are being constantly prayed to or there's there's literally like festivals being done where people make sacrifices like, like sacrifice like goats and things like that in the name of like you know these certain gods or whatever um when you watch shows like like vikings like they'll often wear little necklaces with uh thor's hammer uh they're kind of like an honor of of thor um so yeah like things like that and then like when you compare it to kratos it's like can you honestly say that anyone's ever done that for for kratos right it's like hell no so like i think it's so cool that like yes like we are both gods um but we are separated much more than than by power right like it's not it's not just about us having like different powers like you are not a god like me because you are not revered you are not respected you are not loved like like i am so like i don't know it was just one of those things where it's like you never think about it but it's so it's so true like yes he's a god but he's not a god in the same sense of like you know like a thor or like an like an odin where people are doing all these things because they love him right um, so yeah, I absolutely love that Which, line. That's a, it makes it more depressing for the Kratos because, at least in my perspective, because then that just shows me that, damn, he but really I mean, it's, only it's has Atreus. No, but that's it's no for sure it's deserved. But then it's like, damn, this man really only has Atreus. That's his own, the only person that, and Atreus again, he does hasn't shown that you know the the classic love that a son has for for a father. It's more respect than anything. Uh, but Kratos very much is, he hit rock bottom and this is him trying to go, you know, make amends by, I, I guess, you know, teach Atreus whatever good morality or, 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 uh, what do you call it? Uh, principles he has left and pass them on and have some, some kind of legacy that is not tainted by his rage infused past. Uh, so that's, that's what makes... 2018 so strong and yeah. it's gonna make Ragnarok even better because that theme of father's son is just embedded into that DNA of the storyline so the 100%. fact that Odin calls him out for like you're not like other gods and that's a yeah. bad thing to him to Kratos at least that shouldn't matter at all because the only yeah. person that should matter to him on who quote quote unquote loves him respects him and is there for him is his son and yeah. once Kratos maybe comes to turns with that that he's not he's not that kind of guy and he knows who he is 
then that's what makes their strong their their bond even stronger. But we'll see how that actually plays out in the game because it looks like right from the beginning, right from the beginning of the trailer, it shows that they already have a contention of like yep. I'm following you, like I, I'm following you, Atreus. We're going where you want to go, but you needed to let me in, and mm-hmm. it seems like that's going to be a point of contention for both of them. So it, I mean, that's it, the go on. Sorry. Oh, oh, it shows that it shows that Kratos. Oh, this is the first. I think this is the first time Kratos has actually been taking taking a break and taking you know stop taking so many steps forward and and touched on what he is who he is because kratos hasn't really stopped to think about who he is as a person slash god he's always been someone that's been just driven by who's who am i going to kill next and after and i think that was that was what last game was yeah it was no it was but this is him realizing oh like like this is like this. This got real again because he was at a at a at a at a point where he met Faye, he found love again, he got a boy, but then Faye got died. Atreus and him are getting hunted down by other pantheon of gods, so it's like he has to speed run becoming better. Essentially, God of War twenty eighteen taught him that okay, I don't really have the luxury of waiting to become a better person i have to do it now and if i don't do it now everything's gonna end literally ragnarok is happening there's no better incentive at you becoming a better person than the end of the world you know right yeah and then like we we again again to the the earlier point of like us we got a lot of a lot in this trailer but there's still so much left it's like Mm -hmm. i feel like we barely touched or scratched the surface on you know what is going to be atreus slash loki's role in all of this like spoiler i'm i'm really i'm really expecting like i don't know loki to be at the center of this story and kind of orchestrating like all of this shit whether whether inadvertently or on purpose um yeah i'm i'm really curious to see how that part of the story is going to fit into all of this mm-hmm. um in yeah. the time travel aspect of time it too. shenanigans man That's yeah huge. yeah which i i really do think that there's going to be a ton of it um i mean like like i said which is funny because in the macho what's the the big special like collector's edition called it's like the yotnar edition right yeah yeah so like i think that comes it comes with a, a cloth map and what's funny is that um in that cloth map, it shows like all the nine realms, and um, it actually shows like what what I was talking about in the video the the void where kind of like everything uh, began and where Ymir lived. Um, mm-hmm. It's called uh, Ginungagap, and it's and that cloth map actually shows uh, that void like on on the map in between Muspelheim and Evilheim, I think, which is which is so cool because because it's like oh okay so like it was right under our noses the entire time like they were telling us that oh this is going to be a place where these two are going to visit at some point um so again why i mean just one of the several reasons why i think time travel is going to be a big part of this story is the fact that we are literally going back we are going to a place where uh the world is literally being created which is just it's it's just fucking wild to me man that these two characters are gonna be there um it's it's so cool um it's like final fantasy then, 7 remake when <laughs> when sephiroth and oh yeah when sephiroth and cloud and were cloud. at the edge of creation yeah yeah yeah, yeah um, that was basically mirrored like the the end of final fantasy 7 yeah i know that was pretty rad and then i think um 
Macha, you know who uh, Erica Lindbeck is, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So she, uh, the the two Valkyries that they showed in that in that scene, she voices uh, uh, Reist, I think her name is. So yeah, she voices like one of those those Valkyries, which is which is oh, really really. Oh shit! Cool. Really? Oh, ah, that's awesome, yeah, that's dude. Dope. She's oh, she's gonna fucking kill it, man. She's an incredible voice actress. Yeah. Not only for Five Eight Seven Remake, but for Tales of Arise too. She was Shion. Persona Five. Yeah. Yeah. So and I, Persona I, Five. Yeah. I think she was the one who yelled out Pretender God at Kratos. So. Oh really? <laughs> yeah, I th- I, th- I think so. Damn, um, what a yeah. Chad. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, like my my biggest thing also is that like this trailer like it felt like, uh, obviously the big debate is like whether or not Kratos will die or you know what happens to him in this game, uh, but like this trailer I don't know I felt like kratos was like really vulnerable in this trailer like i don't know mm-hmm. i felt i felt nervous and on edge for him like the the entirety of this thing um but yeah uh, what happened last yeah. time he trusted someone i mean i feel like this is this he has to let his walls down this time around uh, last time at least in recent memory last time he actually opened some semblance of of trust uh, uh what was his name the guy the the blacksmith hephaestus he tried to kill him uh, Gaia tried to kill him and betray him, and then was like, oh, "No, no, I actually needed you." No, 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 no. Everyone ends up always betraying him, which. But again, I get it. I, Understandable. He deserves it. He's always no, been but, a piece. That also, that also falls into like the Greek like trope too of Greek stories stuff like that. But yeah. for Kratos, Kratos never existed. But in this, in this, in this case, they're making, they're showing the 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 difference in culture and difference in. And just approach to anything because he's a Spartan at the end of the day, and he very much cannot abandon those, those principles or morals or whatever the case may be. But again, in in 2018, like he, mm-hmm. like as you said, letting those letting those walls down or whatever. I mean, he came to trust Freya enough to take care of his son. And, Absolutely. You no, know, and and Mimir as well, and Brock. And, and he was the one that ruined I it. Think, and I think you'll see the same thing with him and Tyr in this game, that they're going mm-hmm. to come to a point of uh, somewhat of a friendship because they, they will need to work together for in order to, to stop Ragnarok. Um, I mean, we all did see that, that Tyr was holding yeah. Blade of Chaos. Yeah. That's crazy. Like, like that's, <laughs> to that's me, crazy, again, <laughs> to me, again, like some crazy Avenger Power Ranger moment, right, where you see two people that are just badass. One gives them the... Actually... You know, actually, bring it back to Marvel because it's like when Captain America pick up Mjolnir. And yeah, we go go Marvel. Yeah, well, I mean, come on, it's such a cool moment, <laughs> I know, especially when Thor. Yeah, when Thor, like, yeah, yeah. Uh, when they're both exchanging the weapons, like, oh, no, 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 you, you get the little one. Like, yeah. <laughs> same, thing, same thing here, where where is like, all right, no, you get the old ones. I'm gonna stick with Leviathan. <laughs> yeah. So cool. Man, it was, it was a really great moment in that trailer for sure. Truly. But, the the predator handshake as well. Yes, uh, sir. <laughs> oh man, Kratos. <laughs> it's crazy how like one it. game gave a character that we've seen for like six games so much death in just one game. It's it's insane how Kratos has become the person that he is right now. Yeah. That's crazy. I need to read the comic. I haven't read the comic where Faye is in. Yeah. It's uh, it's gonna be bonkers, and then like also like another kind of like recurring theme in in Norse mythology is 
uh, Othan, he's like he he's really obsessed with uh, you know his fate and stuff like that. So like his big deal, his big shtick is trying to find out a way to stop Ragnarok, and you know that's why he uh, loses his eye because he gives up that eye for knowledge. Um, so yeah, his whole thing is like trying to figure out a way to to um, you know prevent his fate from happening or whatever. But mm -hmm. the thing is that Kratos throws a wrench in this this whole you know equation right he literally brings about ragnarok something like 200 years earlier than when it's supposed to happen so i'm i'm really curious like what is odin's role in all of this because i mean we see in the trailer that he sends two valkyries uh after him when the two are in ginunga gap so like i wonder if like because i feel like if if both kratos and atreus are like their goal is trying to stop uh ragnarok from happening I feel like Odin would want that to happen, right? I mean that that makes sense. Um, right. Like he would he would want to do everything in his power to help them in order to stop this from from happening, um, even though it's already it's already begun. One once uh, Boulder died in the last game, um, so yeah, I, I'm just really curious to see like what is what is his role in in, in all of this and what is his beef with with them, um, and things like that. Um, yeah, for so, sure. Yeah, I mean, Balder. I mean, he was uh, Odin also sent Balder to Kratos at the beginning of the game. So, well, he that was that was because um, if you remember at the at the end of 2018, Kratos um, says that he wasn't Balder wasn't here to send or Balder wasn't sent to find me. He was looking for Faye all along. Oh um, right. Okay. Yeah, that's yeah, why he yeah. said, "Oh, you're a lot shorter than I thought." It's because Faye is a giant. Right. 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 And okay. Then, gotcha. Gotcha. And also, when Balder was like, um, "You're you're far away from home" or something like that, so he mm -hmm. was he was talking about he he thought he thought Kratos was uh, a Jotun or a giant from from Jotunheim. So what what do you call that? What's that device called? Um, is would that be a red herring or not? What? Like the fact that they the way that they worded it, they made us think it was something else, but it was actually something else. No, okay. I don't think that's a red hair. Okay, I need to. I think I think that's just like really good, like. like <laughs> it's just really good writing, man. <laughs> yeah, because like again, like the answer, the answer was. It's not like they lied. Oh, to look, us. okay, they, they something especially us... a clue that is or intended to be misleading. Okay, I think it was misleading. Uh, it was for me. I'm I'm just I'm, a stupid. I'm a stupid. I mean, they told they told us again. It's not like like they lied or anything like that, like that. Like they told us, you know the truth we just like again we yeah. just we just, we just didn't can't know. handle it we can't handle the truth so another thing with uh the god of war thing is that i wonder how wait when's it when's it coming out november what ninth ninth okay okay so that's still time for being game of the year okay i just i, I want it to be contested continue i mean it depends it depends when um it depends when the uh the reviewers get the review code oh that's true that makes sense Oh man, uh, some real quick. Well, that game the... should be announced for to be going gold soon because it's almost it should be October. Yeah, so it'll be next month. But again, if if this is a game, I mean, Sony's usually good about when they send their review codes. They usually give people like at least two weeks to to review uh, their first party titles, uh, which cannot be said for other, you know, other games. Yeah. They usually give reviewers. I mean, Macho, you know, like like. Some mm -hmm. reviewers don't get a lot of time to review these things, but I think Sony is usually pretty good about it. Um, so yeah, it, it depends if if they give people like because the game comes out on the ninth. I think the VGA's cutoff date is like the fifteenth. Mm 
um so if they give these reviewers sufficient time to to review this game and they can get their thoughts out there before that cutoff date then it will probably be fine yeah i think so too you have to imagine reviews are going to drop for ragnarok maybe like monday of that week because it comes out wednesday yeah so either the week before or at least that very week yeah hopefully Love seeing games have great exclusives this year. I love how every console has a great exclusive this year. Am I right, guys? I, I mean, like, yes, like sir. even kind of like alluding to that. Like, I was when I, when I was watching this trailer, I was like, man, dude, like this is. And I, I hope this is, this doesn't come across as like a fanboy comment, but like, mm-hmm. I, I like just look through that trailer, just like being swept in the music and the acting and the animation of the characters and everything that's happening in this. I'm like. Who who else in the industry is making games like this, right? Mm. Like, I don't know, man. Like, I just saw that trailer, and there were so many things in there that, like, I feel like I've never seen in a game before, and, like, on this scale, and I'm just, like, literally, like, who else can do this, man? Mm-hmm. It, it's, yeah, I don't know. It just... It's a it's a PlayStation Studios ass game, man. It's just yeah, like, it's a third yeah. person cinematic experience, which a lot of people are be, turning into a meme. But honestly, if you have to turn greatness into a meme, then okay, <laughs> I, I I'm down for more third person cinematic experiences. I love them, but and it doesn't bother me because other companies are making games that I actually enjoy. Like, Macho and I love JRPGs, and we're eating good with JRPGs this year. Are we eating good oh, with yeah. indies? Hell yes. Final Fantasy, uh, Life Alive, Octopath, with small game, with farming games. I'm a huge farming game lover, and I ate good with and Nintendo speaking, Direct. And speaking <laughs> of uh, farming games, let's move on to the Nintendo Direct. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, so, yeah, Nintendo also had uh, had their big Direct, which I was... Obviously, I didn't I didn't watch live, uh, but like just scrolling through my YouTube feed, I was like, oh, there's some pretty cool stuff here. Just like looking at it uh, at a glance, but then I go on Twitter and everyone's like mad. <laughs> so I'm Everyone's like, bitching, yeah. Yes. I I was yeah. Like, okay. What what happened? So um yeah, so it came out. It was like 40 minutes long or something like that. Um, so yeah, how was how was your guys' reaction to it? Uh, are you guys more on the fence uh, after after like during the aftermath of it, having it you know kind of settle in and having the time to think about it, or were you in love with it? Did you hate it? Did you think there was too many farming games there? <laughs> how would you, you guys feel? Uh, I'm definitely on the fence once I build it for my farm. Am I right? Oh, so, yeah, shut up. <laughs> Nintendo Direct, uh, uh, real quick uh, observation I'll make of the Direct and then I'll let Macho start it off, is it did what this State of Play did well and what you pointed out, Soul. It started out strong, it ended strong. It started with Fire Emblem Engage, a new Fire Emblem, which blew me away. I didn't think we'd get a Fire Emblem, a new Fire Emblem this time around. Then it closed with uh, the official title for Breath of the, uh, uh, the New Zelda, the sequel for Zelda, which we'll get into that later. Uh, and we got actually more, a little bit more gameplay, like a couple seconds more. Um, and we actually got the actual title for it. So it started off strong and it ended strong. But Macho, commence. How, what do you think, Macho? Was it, was it a lot of farming games? Was that a good or bad thing? Tell us about it. I don't think so, but I mean, I, I think it's also coupled with like unrealistic expectations from leakers and everything else that uh, that committed to people's disappointment i felt like coming from that 
direct. I was I texted Walt and I was like, dude, I'm really happy with that. Like, mm-hmm. I actually really enjoy just watching it. And a couple of the stuff the announcements were PlayStation Star Wars, where it's just like, okay, you had to do this update, sure. Like, let's just, let's just get it moving along. Like the Mario Kart roads and stuff like that, or um, a couple other small tidbits in there. But overall, yeah. I really liked it. I mean, showing Bayonetta 3, showing a new Fire Emblem game. You know, Octopath, um, baby! Octopath Traveler 2, which was huge for me. Ooh. I immediately texted Flame, and I was like, Flame, wake the fuck up, dude! It's Octopath Traveler 2! <laughs> like, that, to me, that's incredible. And little side note, too, the fact that it's coming out on every platform but Xbox, yikes. <laughs> how'd, you, how'd, you how'd you guys feel about... Uh, <laughs> About a uh, various day life from Square Enix. <laughs> yes, what, what, yes. what I think about the name, my guy. It, Macho, talk, we talked on, on it. And how Square is just on a roll with these titles: Octopath, Triangle Strategy, various. Day, I mean, my I'm, guy. I'm so down with these weirdly named JRPGs that just somehow get this catchy corny tone to it i don't know i, I really love it man because like it's at this point they know it's a joke they have yeah. to know it's a joke yeah. because of various day life really various i feel like that's day a translation life. type deal they're just being too literal i feel like with the translation because it has to have a different name in japan it has to the kanji cannot translate to various day life that is absurd that i mean is to absurd. me that's hilarious but reading the synopsis for this thing and actually looking like the kind of game it is i want to play it i mm-hmm. really want to play it. i'm waiting for my steam deck to come in so that i can buy the triangle strategy and various day life bundle it's like i think like 90 bucks or something like that and uh mm-hmm. no no, I think it's sixty. It's like it's sixty bucks or something like that. Sixty, sixty-five, basically giving you like various daylight for free. But um, again, another really cool just art JRPG from Square Enix. So like they they're just absolutely filling up on like the releases uh, beyond what we're talking about. So with Crisis Core and, and Valkyrie Elysium and Diablo Chronicles, we got various daylight, which sounds stupid, <laughs> but, <laughs> but the game itself looks really cool. I love the trailer for it. I got really pumped, and the music sounds great. It looks more um, old school. It looks more akin to like a yeah. Bravely Default than it does to like a like right. an Octopath. Right, which which is one reason why it gets me really excited because mm-hmm. I love Bravely the Bravely Default series. So for that DNA to kind of bleed into other games, other other projects for that you know team, it's really cool. But Octopath Traveler 2 looks incredible. Um, the music already swells up. I never even finished the first game, but I got really pumped for this because now that they've got the first game out of the way and they kind of got that big JRPG that's out there, they can go back and really tweak it for the second one and include, and please, I'm putting my hands together, I'm praying, please include an encounter slider or something of like that nature, man. Please do that. Because I just hated the grindiness in Octopath Traveler that just made me drop it. So mm. I hope the sequel actually fixes that or includes some quality of life. Uh, Bro, stuff just go, to it. just go Dragon Quest Eleven on it. And just show me the damn enemies. Just show me. Just show me. Show me the stuff. Yeah, there's so, yeah, there's so, so many I'm like designs that, or it's or it's like um, at least like Live Alive Walt, where it was very uh, generous with its. Um, random encounters like you never felt too overwhelmed or annoyed by it i agree yeah and it and it, so, it wasn't a ff10 because ff10 as much as i love it oh man there are some points where the screen will shatter and i'm like god 
Damn it! I don't want another screen shattering. I don't want more random encounters. These damn electric leopards are ruining my life. <laughs> it sucks, man. Uh, Octopath, bro. Listen, what's so crazy about Octopath Traveler 2 and how it looks? It's Octopath, but it's so different. The characters are so different. The environments are much better looking, I think. There's less very, sepia very, going on. Yeah. Which, granted, I don't think Octopath Traveler, the first one's content is necessarily bad. But I do think it's a lot more bleak and toned down than a lot of other JRPGs. Especially if you play something like Live Alive or even Xenoblade. Uh, I think Octopath Traveler 2... Oh man, there's so many colors. <laughs> the colors are pretty. <laughs> That's just my review of the trailer. The colors <laughs> are pretty. Too. The colors. Are the pretty. colors are pretty. It's just it's so vibrant. It's so cool, man. I'm I'm so down for it. And the voice acting, oh, superb, man. That you know, I wonder. I don't know if they already have the cast for the English VA, but I really like the Octopath Traveler, like or the Square Enix, who they choose for their English VAs, uh, especially because I'm I'm really enjoying. Uh, triangle strategy <laughs> yeah yeah it, like i said overall that i think that tr that direct itself was just to me it was so much fun Absolutely. i had a great time watching it, it with harvest stella too um getting a, a nice little spotlight in there and of course a lot of the farming games that were in the direct <laughs> were um, a lot of stuff i was thinking about for sammy too because she loves those kind of laid back and chill games so like for her like for seeing it's that field stuff, day for her seasons yeah, Story Seasons Remastered and all that stuff is really cool. Uh, the they Tales changed the name. Symphonia Remastered also coming as well. For Harvest Moon, for they officially changed yeah. the name for Story of Seasons, right? Oh, I don't know. I, have no I idea. think that the remaster, so with Harvest Moon, like the Harvest Moon proper franchise, they're doing something completely different. Story of Seasons is now what Harvest Moon used to be, and apparently Story of Seasons is now like the official name for that specific type of game by that specific mm. developer, apparently. Um, listen, I don't know, I mean, I've heard about Sammy playing this game, but Stardew Valley, you know, there still hasn't been a farming game that tops it, but I'm really appreciative of the different types of farming games they showed in this direct, for sure. Yeah, because we're getting different kinds of ones with their own, like, spin on it, right? Like okay, we... but, but six... But six in a forty-minute. I, I do think do like two of them. Hey, I do man, think like two I, of them I, were I kind of the exact same thing for Xbox and its space and shooter games. In yes, there, sir, but... Space War, baby. Yes, sir, let's go. Yeah. So it, no, it, it uh, might have been it might have been a little too much, but yeah, I know it was very weird how like now everybody it's like and when everyone was trying to make a battle royale and now everyone's trying to make a farming game because <laughs> we had yeah. Disney Dreamlight Valley and everything. So I don't know. It is weird. What I will what? say is that maybe like two of them were kind of whatever, um, like Fae Farm was whatever, and yeah. Yeah. there was another one. But the thing is, it's crazy because for his, it was like six of them. Every time I watch a new video reviewing the direct, they're excited for a farming game that the previous review video I saw was not excited for. So it's like, oh my god, there literally is someone, something for everyone. What the hell is going? On? People actually enjoy this type of game, like this type of farming game or that type of farming game. Listen, man, there's nuances to farming games. Sometimes it depends on how many crops you can water. If you can do one at a time or three at a time, that'll do the difference. And if one farming game does it better than the other, hey, that's why you got six of them. Six of farming games do it very differently <laughs> from one another. But even then, like, that was like, there's there's so much in that direct, too, that just yeah. made like me Yeah, like Toothpaste right? Fire there's... Emblem. 
there's again this yeah the Fire Emblem, but also the Crisis Core trigger that debuted, and the game actually looks really good on the Switch. Ugh, Final um, Fantasy. As long as as long as it's running, it looks great. It, but then again, more to the Final Fantasy stuff, they're bringing back Theater Rhythm, which is oh. uh, they call it Theater Rhythm Final Bar Line. This is basically like what the Kingdom Hearts Melody of Memory game was, where it's just a music game but with the music from the franchise, and. Theater Rhythm had two games on 3DS I just played so much of. Like, we're talking at least 300 hours into the series. For the music. it's so much fun to play. Cause... For the music, just for the gameplay itself, too, because it, it, was, it was designed to go along with the, with the music notes, but as, like, a turn-based JRPG. So you actually okay. take, like, a party from different characters in the Final Fantasy series and chibi form, and then you'll go to the different realms and various games of final fantasy and just playing the music there so they're doing the exact same thing for final bar line but they're including nearly 400 songs damn that's a that's, lot of fucking lot songs, of songs macho. on top of like the season pass that they're going to be doing is going to add like even more songs so there's so this is going to be it? the absolute full package there's Weapon. a season pass for it uh, sort of. It's more like the music packs. They call it like the you know it's the deluxe edition and all that stuff. God, but essentially, it's essentially going to be like a not like a season pass, but like um just like a DLC drops like with music packs and stuff like that. What so I like will what say, you normally see with like you know dance just dance and stuff like that, you know. But what I will say, which also just dance showed up um in in the direct. Yeah, no one no one cared um, about that though. Ubisoft original. Um, what I, w- <laughs> what I will say about that chibi rhythm game is that the chibi looked awful, but it looks fun. But the chibi models look <laughs> god awful. It, it doesn't yeah, even no look like. Yeah, what you think. Well, the <sighs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Final Fantasy, play the Korean Game, Final Fantasy fourteen, him is worth the looking. The game is no, a lot of fun though, so it's gonna yeah, come yeah, on all yeah, platforms, yeah. but. I think it's skipping Xbox, but I'm not sure. Again? But maybe. I don't know. But they're dying to play it. Don't don't <laughs> shut up. <Walt. They're> <laughs> don't, don't, don't quote me on that. No, I no, hope it comes cool. up because that game is so, yeah. game's really fun. It's a game pass, man. Best doing gaming. It's a really fun it's a really shut up. It's a really fun action uh, action rhythm game, so I definitely right. recommend it for people. Yeah. Um I think one of the bigger announcements too. Besides, you know, the big kahuna that is Zelda, was the GoldenEye 007 announcement. Da, da, doom, da, da, yeah. I mean, what I it? don't have any connection to this, but I saw this kind of really like blow up in a lot of like reactions and stuff like that. Which? So, and the fact that it's getting online. So. Except for Xbox. Yeah. <laughs> what? Oh, Xbox is not getting that? online. <laughs> what? Xbox is it's not a, getting online. A, it's a it's a Switch exclusive. Switch exclusive but online. <laughs> like, don't laugh, Macho. That's not nice. For who? <laughs> <laughs> Yo, did Nintendo really block off the sw- uh, no. Nintendo said so, Xbox so put an Xbox, X on it. The Xbox version only has local, so like you yeah, know, you can only play with like people with, like they're sitting. Like on your couch or whatever. <laughs> That's um, so ironic because yeah. Xbox literally modernized online play. I'm fucking done, dude. It, what's What's insane is that in Xbox, oh it makes more sense because it's a home console. Imagine playing damn GoldenEye online split screen on a damn small Switch screen. It's horrible. That's That's something. 
Nintendo's like, no online for you. Nintendo <laughs> saw the X on Xbox and took it literally. <laughs> they said X, so no, that means up. no. So, <laughs> so, so they show Goldeneye. I so uh, do you care for it? I don't really care for it. Do you care for Goldeneye? No, never, never played it. Yeah, me neither. I I think it's meaningless bringing something that archaic back. People are gonna play it for like a week and they're gonna give up on it. Um, but I think it's the cool. idea behind it was because it was behind a lot of like a lot of legal red tape. So it mm. coming back was kind of like a big thing. Oh well, that's yeah, cool. It was it was like they had to they had to collaborate between Microsoft, Nintendo, uh, Rare, and MGM Grand, I think, as well. So, like, there was a lot of parties involved. And I, th- I even think Sony was, like, responsible. Sony Sony Music Group is responsible for the music in it as well. So, like, mm. there was a lot of parties involved oh, with Jesus. this. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, hey, man. Uh, it's, it's, it's cool. It's cool that I think this is a game that a lot of people agree, like, revolutionized for FPSs. Um, Bat when it came out back in I don't know what year it was, but since then you know I mean I freaking Call of Duty Vanguard is better than Goldeneye, but hey people like it's a nostalgia type of deal you know. Uh, yeah, no, it's like when just like cool. when Halo modernized you know first person shooters on consoles. That's yeah, kind of the big thing about Goldeneye. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and hey, I bought Mario sixty four the the All Star thing for Switch, so I mean this is cool and sixty four plays like absolute ass. Um, I'm I'm glad that <laughs> I'm glad that people are getting this this classic. Um, which, yeah. Macho, what do you think about the design of the Fire Emblem protagonist? Because it, it man looks like toothpaste. Looks fucking stupid. <laughs> <laughs> man looked like he he got a, a toothpaste tube and and slapper it on on his hair, and he and, and call it a day with that red and blue. God, now I'm not gonna get that in my head. Yeah, it looks stupid. <laughs> it looks ridiculous. But it's it's, so it's funny. hella, it's hella anime for the wrong reasons. It's it's like it's like when you watch and an he, anime. You know, there's there'd a be kid some by the... story like conundrum with they were like, he actually has like the the soul of his sister inside of him or some shit like that, which is called yeah. the reason why he has the crest. Yeah, he... Yes, the, so. the toothpaste brand. Yeah, he has crest. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He has like, his sister. <laughs> Cresta. <laughs> yeah, it's um, <something> stupid. <laughs> what else we got? We got Bayonetta gameplay that looks cool, hot. Let's um, let's get to to the big one, man. All right, yeah. baby. So we we found yeah. out why this wasn't broken. <laughs> this wasn't done by Nintendo in London. That is so that is so funny to me, man. <laughs> That's why Nintendo didn't want to make the the live stream happen in the UK, man. Because the Because they already have plenty of tears in that kingdom. <laughs> yeah, Meanwhile, I'm seeing memes of like people throwing around like, "Hey, you want to see a dead body?" <laughs> <laughs> I have to. I have to bring this up, and I'm sorry for our UK listeners. Um, there was oh, this boy. meme that I saw in the other day that it was like the Queen like walking away from uh, Big Ben, and Big Ben had like an explosion on it, and the caption was like, "Top ten things that will happen when Queen Elizabeth dies." <laughs> I was like, "Yo, this is crazy, man." I saw. <laughs> I saw the I saw a meme. Oh man, this is, I, I'm again sorry for the listeners, but there's a meme of this meteor dropping in I don't know some part of the world. Oh, <laughs> people yeah, people saying, it's, "Oh, Queen Elizabeth won the gulag." <laughs> She's dropping it. Yeah. She's dropping it on the man. Yeah, it's I saw that the Irish definitely talking their shit too. Hey funny. man, let it go. But, uh, 
let's let's yeah let's get into so, so i think it's kingdom man so i don't know if it's tears or tears of the kingdom no it has to be tears because if you're gonna it's, say tears it's just i think you should say tear the kingdom not tears of it doesn't tears. make sense i mean it's, it's a kingdom that's teared up into pieces i don't know um, oh no, then you'll say torn yeah. Shut up, Macho. You're not Nintendo. Uh, <laughs> so... <laughs> oh, that's a new one. <laughs> so, with the trailer, I mean, we maybe got like a couple seconds of new footage of gameplay and of the world. Uh, game looks gorgeous, of course. I really like the subtitle for it, uh, Tears of the Kingdom. I know. It, it finally gives, it's like giving, you know, uh, a name to the face because people would keep calling it Breath of the Wild 2, Breath of the Wild 2. And that's just lazy. Uh, I'm glad that we got an actual title. And and a date. When's it coming out, Macho? May. What was it? May something. It's coming in May of next year. Which is insane. I didn't. I didn't think that. It, I thought it'd be later. For some reason, I thought the game would come out later. I didn't even think that it was like. I th- it was like Elden Ring for me. I was like, is, is it even a real game? <laughs> you thought this picture was going to come out in Q3 of next year? Yeah. No, oh, damn. It's I'm glad I was proven wrong. Yeah, I'm glad I was proven wrong. Um, long as time. You know, long as got time. Uh, what do you think, Mike? Uh, do you have any thoughts on, on the on the trailer, the name, or something? Uh, it's, it's a day one. It's a day one for me. Day one, uh, yeah. I never finished Breath of the Wild. What? But I, <laughs> I never finished it. Uh, this, it was weird, man. Breath of the Wild and Horizon Zero Dawn came out at the exact same time. I mm. started playing Breath of the Wild, got like 15 hours into it, I was just hooked onto it, and my friend wanted to borrow my Wii U because he had he was having a he was having a lady friend over, so he wanted Mario Kart. And I was like, yeah. all right, bet. And then I started playing Horizon Zero Dawn. I just didn't go back to Breath of the Wild. You um, you played Zero, but how how many hours did you put into Breath of the Wild? 15 around there. Wow. I didn't even get to one of like the the giants or whatever the case may be. Like when I got when I got when I got back to the game, it was so foreign on like the actual mechanics of everything that I was just like, nah, I gotta restart. I'm not gonna restart it though. I hope you go back to it, man. Because I I I did beat all the four things, the big thing, the big uh, dungeons, and I did the final boss and all that. And it I think it's a great payoff. It's a great game. Uh, Soul, do you have any history with it? It's good. It's just like you can't you you can't stop playing it. Yeah. Yeah, because no, it's impossible. Otherwise, to... you're just going to be so lost. Like, because when I, when mm-hmm. I played Friends of Dawn, finished it, loved the experience, went back to Breath of the Wild, excited to go back to it. I was getting zapped from fucking lightning. I didn't have material to go out the goddamn volcano mount because it was melting me. So, like, I was just like, nah, I got to, like, actually go back to the blueprint on this one. Yeah, so. I feel you. So, do you have any history with, the, with this game? Uh, no, because it's not out yet. No, no, bro, Breath of the Wild with this franchise with damn Zelda, golly. Uh, no, I didn't. I didn't play Breath of the Wild, so. Are you uh, thinking about uh, getting a Switch The name of the game looks, or it sounds pretty cool. That's my opinion. That's it. Okay, you're not thinking you're not getting a Switch with this. Uh, no. Man, Nintendo hater, I mean, golly. I mean, it looks it looks cool though. I love the um the uh, impression of I verticality. Would. But. I would ra- I would rather smoke crack than get a Nintendo Switch. Yeah, <laughs> golly! Are you telling me so that you just you just not interested in playing the Resident Evil games via cloud on the Switch? Are you crazy? <laughs> I'm also I'm totally kidding. <laughs> I'm totally kidding. If I if I was given the option between a Switch and crack, I would definitely go to Switch. I'm, I'm just yeah, kidding. no one doubted that. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, yeah. We yeah. no need to clarify. 
<laughs> By the way, guys, I promise, but don't offer me crack. Don't but, I gotta, <laughs> but I gotta admit, the, the cloud versions of the Resident Evil games are making that decision a little bit tougher. Yeah, that's what I'm saying, right? It looks good. It looks really good. Oh, it's, God, uh, guys. Now, cloud, hey, I get the technology, but Switch, it, this just proves that the Switch is just bringing, like, it's holding back so much when it comes to this type of technology. We're already reaching the end of this of this console. I feel like the the we're entering the next generation of the Nintendo console, whatever they do. I feel like Tears of it, Tears of the Kingdom, will be the Breath of the Wild of the generation, where it's gonna be on Switch, but they're also gonna announce their next console and it's gonna be their launch game. I don't know. It gives it gives me that kind of vibe of type of game. Um, it's been how many years since we got a Mario game, like a mainline Mario game, Odyssey yeah. two. Something like that. I feel like we're entering the period where Nintendo Switch is just a port system. We're getting good uh, exclusives, but it's becoming a port system more than anything else. Um, I think it's time for the next for the next console. Um, I feel like that's when Soul is going to finally say no to Kraken. <laughs> Go for Nintendo. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I mean, I doubt it. On, on, not on Soul denying crack, but it's like, <laughs> but, but, but um, just on the fact that they're gonna make a new console soon, I feel like that's that's not gonna happen. Man, right? but we're dude, we're, how many years has it been already? Yeah, they don't give a shit. They, yeah, I know. They're making bank. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah, it's still the highest selling console. <laughs> by, exactly. Bro. So they're they don't give two shits, man. As long but as that thing crazy. works, they don't care. Then at least put Game Boy games on it. Like, golly. Well, no, I have Man, to they, they'll, they'll ship that thing out even if the volume button doesn't work. As long as the power button, as long as it turns on, <laughs> and that's how they that's how they take their software. But that's the one thing about Tears of the Kingdom that has me worried mm. is, is a problem that's just been on the Switch forever. And, you know, ever mm-hmm. since, you know, we started having these consoles that have faster loading times, mm. games that are big are going to have loading problems or just... Long loading process. Xenoblade Three sort of has it, has this. You can go like a twenty second loading screen just getting Damn. to the world, which, granted, like for the rest of the game, you're not really feeling that loading screen except for when you're going from cutscene to cutscene. But even then, they're they're not that much. But for a game like Harvest Stella, which I just saw a preview of, and one of the complaints the guy had was there's a lot of fucking loading screens and getting the world is beautiful, and that's gonna get in the way of you enjoying the game. So. I have a strong feeling it's going to happen with Zelda Tears of the Kingdom, and that's going to suck. Because of the hardware. Yeah, Switch is outdated, but hey, man, it's still convenient as hell, I guess. It's more affordable than a Steam Deck, which I think if the Steam Deck was 300 bucks, uh, I think it is, right? Like the cheapest model? It's Yeah, I think it's like... No, I think it's like 400, actually. 400? If the Steam Deck was more accessible, it's selling, like, hotcakes but if it was more accessible or like more easily like available readily available i my steam deck were by far like surpassed the switch but i think that at this point it's too late for that i think the switch is too well, far i don't know to... I, I don't know they had it at tgs and they had death stranding running on that thing too so yeah so I people mean, people are definitely picking it up and taking a look at it so we'll see the only thing is that the switch will will come uh will continue to be the the monster that it is with its first party titles you know for it's sure. kirby's it's it's xenoblades it's it's mario's and zelda's uh you can't sure. really i i tried i tried looking at videos that played you know they tried odyssey both on the steam deck and on the nintendo switch and needless to say uh steam deck was uh struggling uh you know obviously yeah. it's not made for the steam deck but again 
if that's not the case, then you know, Switch is the. If you and again, if you're not a fan of these games, there's no real point at you getting a, a, a Switch. A Switch is very much a, a cater towards a specific audience. Um, I'm gonna be buying Pokemon for the hundredth time this year, so like you know, it's dumb dumbs like me that play the damn Switch. Um, I mean, I'll, I'm buying Pokemon too, so I'm right there. With yes, you. sir. And I'll be playing um, like every single first party game, bro. I, I put I put more hours into Kirby than I have on like to other first like uh, more games than I thought. Uh, oh, Seafood's coming to Switch. <laughs> what the fuck is going? Yeah, on? that thing looks like ass running. It looks like it looked like. It, it take oh it takes two is coming to switch yes it is yes and it looks like clay it looks game. more like clay than the actual clay models <laughs> <laughs> yeah i know it looks kind of bad man switch yeah, well, at least you. at least it's coming to the system but yeah yeah it's, yeah, yeah it's, it's cool it's cool it's yeah but sifu's coming um uh so did you ever get to play sifu uh no not yet okay okay not yet okay i like that you added that yeah, okay. yeah he has to get on that one that's a banger right there. it's a game that you're a contender right there um, yeah. But, um, yeah, man. I mean, yeah, man. that was that was uh, direct. I don't know. I, th- I thought there was a lot of cool stuff, but then like then when you actually go through it, it's like yeah, there is definitely a lot of ports. There is definitely a lot of farming games. Um, so but yeah, I think I think there's good stuff. And but you know. ha- have in mind this, so we had a, a showcase, Freedom Games. We had different types of dev- you know Devolver. We had different types of indies showcasing this they, summer. They're even bringing back Pikmin too, which is big. They were bringing back Pikmin. Oh, <laughs> Miyamoto announcing Pikmin Bloom. Man was so happy, was happier than all of us combined. Uh, but they're bringing back. <laughs> I think so. I think you're right. <laughs> they're bringing back Pikmin Four, which is cool. That's a that's a mainline title. And it's been a while since uh, like a pro- and they're doing like a change in perspective. They're doing different things with it. Um, but yeah, man. Uh, I think that if there's nuance, people will say, uh, "I'm not interested." If there's the same type of genre, I'm not interested. It's not until their favorite game is on that they'll say this was a good direct state of play. Uh, I'll just say I don't think it was a bad direct. I just think it, it, I I pulled out things that I really enjoy from it. So if if yeah. there's something, if even one thing that I enjoy from a showcase, I'm happy, man. I'm not picky. Yeah, this gave me a lot of things to be happy and excited about so yes sir. i was okay with it what would you guys uh if you're gonna get if you were to give it a, a letter grade what would you give the state of play state of play uh oh. b plus yeah i think mine yeah mine's a solid b i was gonna say just a just a in the middle well i mean i my i'm strictly giving a b plus because they have Places and stars like randomly thrown in there, and now it's just so <laughs> weird to me. Like, let's stop the exciting announcement to show you some digital fucking collectibles. Like, okay, cool. If it ran for longer than I thought, then yeah. But it, it, if it was like a ten minute or not ten minute, but like a two minute, three minute thing, but it was like it wasn't even that. It wasn't the longest thing that they showcased. It was the shortest yeah, thing true. they did. Uh, it was just it was just really weird. I give it an A. I give it an S. But yeah, the royalty thing was kind of whatever. So I dropped it. Uh, because my my my, ra- my ratings has an S, uh, so I have it an A, so it's still lower than I would have expected. Um, the direct though, what do you think, Macho? Um, to me, that I think I'll probably give it the same. Maybe just more a letter grade lower, not a letter grade lower, but something lower, so maybe like a B minus or B. Because <clears throat> the thing that really won me over was a lot of the new announcements I was in there, plus the release date for Crisis Core. Um, 
and just a couple of really cool stuff that I saw in there, the various day life, like again, all the stuff in the, that was in there that I was surprised to see, that I, were definitely surprises for me, and I liked it a lot. So that's yeah. why I came away from it really happy. But yeah, so there, there yeah. were like the Mario stuff, and then oh yeah, Sparks of Hope, the Lumas, yeah, they they showcased a lot of that, yeah, and I enjoy that, I enjoy mm-hmm. that, yeah. Yeah, we had the Rayman announcement too, and all that stuff. Yeah, but, Rayman coming to a, a Mario game, which is cool. Did they uh, show? Did they show it off better than Ubisoft did? Absolutely, hell yeah. Yeah, yeah man. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah, but uh, yeah. I mean, I think like this felt like, and and tell me if you guys agree with this. This felt like almost nostalgic in a way of like E three of years past when it was like, you know, we have today is Ubisoft um bethesda and microsoft and then like i don't know sunday or monday is nintendo and sony's big conference right like it felt like that like i don't know it felt like we were back in that era right when everyone was doing shows together around the same time and like Mm -hmm. i don't know i forgot how much i missed it um at the same time this was also a reminder to me of like okay these other companies don't need to be doing shows like ubisoft and 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 disney marvel or um you know some of the other ones that are like ea or square enix or capcom whenever they do at and at e3 whenever they do their kind of showcases or whatever Mm -hmm. my thing is that you guys shouldn't be doing like this reminded me that you guys shouldn't be doing your uh showcases and you just show your stuff at like the big platforms showcases instead like i feel like that's way better um than them branching off and doing their own show, but I don't, I don't know, know that Final Fantasy Seven stream is right fucking hype, man. I don't know about that you. That was that was cool, but then yeah. the year the year before that, when this happened all for like the first time, like do you remember the Capcom, right? <laughs> or like the other ones that happened in the summer? The Dragon's Dogma <laughs> little showcase they did. So shut up. When they said <laughs> tune in Thursday for more details on Dragon's Dogma, and it was just. No, I mean, we, we all remember the Guardians of the Galaxy showing for the first time, right? We we're just like, right. yo, that shit looks bad. That was the Square Enix one, yeah. yeah. And it was literally, yeah. what, it was like a 30-minute show, and like 20 minutes of it was Guardians yeah. of the Galaxy. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> it looked yeah. bad. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, did you guys feel the same way that this was, like, nostalgic in a way? Yeah, yeah. It, it, it felt like we we're finally back, you know? But, yeah. like, all these, like, big showcases and... um. <laughs> Never yeah. mind, I won't say what I'm going to say. But yeah, I, I felt like we're back. I, I enjoyed reacting to, to uh, the direct with, or the state of play with Macho. That was a, that was a lot of fun. And, and that's yeah. the thing. The, for me, showcases, uh, direct, status of play, whatever, game awards even. For me, it's never been about what are they going to show. For me, it's always been about who am I with. Because I, I remember like yesterday, the game awards or whenever it was where they announced joker to be on smash i remember i was at GameStop working but we had the game awards playing in the background and we had a whole full house and it was a blast the energy was there everyone was having a blast for for me showcases and all that have never really been about the contents it could be a complete as of a of a showcase but if i was with the right people making the right jokes hey man that was worth it no it's gotta be about the content for me no no <laughs> Nah. <laughs> Listen, so that's the difference so, between so intro. Like, fuck your sentiment. No, no, because because we've established Sol is an introvert. I, this man will I, choose to be in a cave rather than being outside. This is true. 
Yeah, and, and that's not a bad thing. That's but, not a bad thing. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I can't be. I can't be with even even my best friends. I can't be with those motherfuckers in in a, in a three hour show, a, in, a, in a three hour video game awards show. No, I'm gonna be asleep, even if it's <laughs> with, with someone uh, interesting. I don't know. That's the difference that's between you and there, man. The, oh, man. We, the, I insert Gustavo Fring's uh, meme. We are not the same. <laughs> we're yeah, simply fixing, fixing the the tie looking into the yeah camera. yeah <laughs> you enjoy sleeping during a showcase me yeah. i enjoy being with my friends we are not the same <laughs> yeah. yeah but hey man uh, i I, w- I would watch a showcase with you soul and make it fun yeah yeah all right i don't know i don't know when we'll ever have this again right because it all it also felt like Monumental is probably hyperbole, but like just so cool and weird that both Sony and Nintendo had one on the same day, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so like I don't know when or if we will ever have that again, but like I don't know. I'm just I'm I'm really grateful for for that man. Like it, it just it just felt like good to be back, you know, especially coming off the heels of Ubisoft and Disney Marvel. Like mm. yeah, I don't know. It was just like fuck, man. Like. It's good to to be a fucking gamer, man. Cause like, yes, sir. Tuesday was fucking awesome. Yes, sir. Um, and and yeah, and, and you know what's crazy? So no delays. What do you mean? No delays announced for for either in State of Play or Nintendo Direct. You just Which, fucking jinxed it, man. Now there's gonna be delays. Crazy. Close protocol. Shut the and... hell up, macho. <laughs> 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 no, that's crazy. A lot of people were predicting delays for God of War, and I was like, eh, I don't know what you mean. And no delay. Oh, come on. We know we know who was delaying or saying that was the reverse. Yeah, come on. Saying that, yeah. Um, but yeah, man, that is it for the podcast. Um, we're gonna get, we're gonna get started with these outros before we do. I want to thank everyone for uh, tuning in, liking the stream, uh, also liking our content that we've been posting uh, over the course of the past few days. Uh, we really, really appreciate that, whether it's the uh, reactions that we've been doing or Macho's Final Fantasy Fridays or Multiverses Mondays, etc., etc. We we love seeing that, so, so thank you. Um, so yeah, we're going to get started with these outros. Uh, well, what you got going on this week? Yeah, going on. Uh, let's see. Honestly, what what am I? What do I have going on? <laughs> I'm uh, probably gonna hit the theater this weekend, either to, later today or tomorrow. Uh, I don't know what's showing. I'll decide when I get there. Um, I'll see what what people are recommending online. Uh, I haven't been to the theater in a minute. Uh, I'll be playing more of Horizon Forbidden West, getting more through the story. I man, you've been saying that since February. Yeah, I'm doing chapter by chapter because <laughs> if I do more more than an hour of playing the game, I get bored. I don't know why. I don't want to. I don't, don't want to feel that wild, man. I so, I, so with that, you know what? Well, fuck you, man. Because you texted yeah! me in the middle of the night. It was like macho. It better be worth it to actually play this game. Because I don't know. I'm kind of losing it. And so posting spoilers on Instagram. So maybe I should just rush through it. And now you're talking about. I'm yep. gonna take my time. Yep. I'm gonna go through it hour by hour. And yep. you know what? Just finish the fucking game, dude. Just yep. just go through it. What's wrong with you? <laughs> We're playing a podcast. I'll rush it. I'll rush it if you want. I'll just go to mainline it. I'll just mainline it. <laughs> I will. I'll beeline that to the end. 
Oh, no, I'll just fuck with you. No, I will. I swear. It's just funny. No, it's just funny because you have been saying the exact same thing for like weeks now, and you still haven't finished. Yeah, man, I haven't finished the game. Every time I sit to play it, I'm like, damn, everything clicks except I don't know why I'm yawning so much. Um, and, don't, and don't and don't blame it on me. Like I'm the one. I'm not blaming it on you. you no. from, from stopping the, playing the game. It, it, Varl dying ain't wor worrying me. That's not what worries me. What worries yeah, me is that spoilers. Well, man, who gives a shit? Games is like six months old. Who cares? <laughs> who cares? You didn't play. You didn't play. It's too bad. <laughs> Atreus is Loki. Whoops. What about people that have to be Then they look at the video. <laughs> Um, I, I, I'm gonna force myself this week. By next week, I will will have finished it. I would have finished it. Just you wait. This motherfucker. Just you wait. I can't. Uh, but yeah, no more games. Steam Deck playing. Uh, I I hooked. I started playing um, Persona One on my Steam Deck, and I. God damn. I, yeah, man. I, and I one. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, man. Wow. That's rough. That's I don't know. Rough. I want to go from the top. Yeah. <laughs> I want to see how it's Boss. like. Hey, yo. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and Triangle Strategy, man. Man, what a great story. That one doesn't make me on. But yeah, man. <laughs> Guys, for the record, Forbidden West is not a bad game. I'm just struggling to get through it. I don't know why. I hate it. I hate that I struggle. Whoa. Amen. Oh, okay. Amen. No, it's it's uh, it's cool. Every time I boot up Xenoblade Three, I'm getting sleepy eyes because the week is draining me. So I yeah, it. yeah. I think that's legit. The other day I was playing when I was so exhausted because I had done so much. I was like, damn it, I want to keep playing, but I'm falling asleep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. I do the exact same thing happened to me last night, where it was like nine o'clock, nine thirty. I'm like, all right, I'm playing Xenoblade for like three hours straight. I legit just start falling asleep. You know what I did the other day, real quick, before Macho does his outro. I was playing Horizon. It was so late. It was like, it was like eleven. It was like eleven, and I was like, okay, I'm gonna play. Next thing I know, I'm like, whoa! I'm looking at my phone. It's twelve, and I'm like, did I just doze off for an hour? <laughs> I was so tired. <laughs> Oh man! Oh, but yeah, what are you, Macho? What you got going on? Uh, for me, it's gonna be more Xenoblade Three and not sleeping through that. Uh, and wow. just, <laughs> it's just having fun. It's having fun. I want to get back to Disney Dreamlight Valley since I picked up picked up a PC and I got through a lot more than I did on the PlayStation version. So I want to keep doing that. Uh, cause it's a very fun game. And uh, the experience. <laughs> the expansions are gonna, are gonna drop soon, so yeah, looking forward to playing that. Going to Andy's room, yeah. Going to Andy's room. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to Andy's room exactly. And what do you What do you know about Andy's room, huh? 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 Yeah, I know he went to college. <laughs> he said, "You said you're dick." He said. <laughs> 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 yeah, some more. That's, I'm a 28 year old man playing Disney Dream Valley. I think it's valid for him to make those jokes, man. Matt said, "Can you hard let me with that one and go to Andy's room? I'm gonna go again as myself." Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So <laughs> Disney, Xenoblade, and um, I want to see. You know, I want to try and see more House of the Dragon, Lord of the Rings, mm. before I go to Hawaii. Because I'll tell you right now. Hawaii. I, I, I wanna, yeah, my honeymoon. Uh, I wanna. I, I was thinking about saving those shows for when I'm actually in Hawaii or like on the flight over there, but I don't want to see those beautiful shows on a 
dumbass little screen. Yeah. I don't want to see that. I need to see that on the big, the big stuff. So did you have like a probably, tablet or, or, or a laptop start or watching that. Do you have like a laptop or something with like a good screen or something that you can watch? Uh, I have a, yeah, I have, no, I have a good tablet. I have a fire, Amazon Fire tablet. It's a good like mm. for watching stuff and reading. But um, no, like those shows, like you got to watch on the on the big screen. So mm. I'm going to see if maybe I could do that. Uh, maybe Sammy wants to watch House of Dragon later because she did mention it. So mm. uh, we'll probably watch that tonight after we come back from puppy training classes. But other than that, that's me. Oh yeah, that's nice. Yeah, as for me, um, just same old, same old. Gonna knock out uh, Titanfall two. Um, I I almost went yesterday to pick up Last of Us Part One, but I'm gonna wait a <laughs> little bit longer. Yeah. Uh, Why is that? That that's <laughs> oh damn it, dude! I'm de- I'm about, I'm I'm one of those seventy dollar motherfuckers now. No! God damn it! <laughs> yeah, I, I was like I was like oh, I, I got paid yesterday, but oh, that's seventy dollars. It's still a lot. Yeah, um, yeah. I'm looking. Yeah, I'm, looking yeah. I'm eyeing uh, Death Loop on my shelf right now. I'm gonna trade that bitch in. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> no, give, give it to someone on Xbox. It's about to go on Xbox. Oh shit! No, oh, I, need, I need I need that to go into Last of Us Part One. So that's oh that's, true, true, true. That, it, it will serve its purpose at the end of the day. So. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, just just basically that. Um, I'm watching. Oh yeah, I'm watching The Sandman on Netflix. It is Ooh. fucking incredible. I love that show. Is it? It's beautiful. It's an yeah, expensive it's... show. I think it spent like two hundred million on it or something. It is. Wow. The, the premise is, is so unique. I, I, mm-hmm. I yeah, I'm really digging it so far. Um, yeah. So yeah, I've been watching that, um, and yeah, that's pretty much it for for me. Uh, and that's gonna wrap it up for the DSS crew. Uh, we will catch you guys next week, uh, talking about whatever happens in the in the gaming community. Until then, peace out.